Hey, what's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the third episode of the Cholo Stereo Podcast. My guest for this episode was Alejandra Pablos, a major guest in my opinion because of all the work she's doing literally around the country. She is an immigrant rights and reproductive just, justice activist, and she came through and dropped a whole lot of knowledge on this episode. We talked about what she does as an activist, what she's been through, and what she's currently going through, and her thoughts on the 21 Savage situation on him getting locked up due to his immigration status, and how hip-hop music is suddenly shedding more light on certain issues like that. Also, we share our thoughts on the Carter B situation and how the double standard of power appeared to me as a male and how we as men should take a step back, shut up and listen for a minute. Um, so here we go. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate all the love and support. Episode three of Cholo Stereo. Here we go, yo. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Cholo Stereo. This is episode number three. And first and foremost, I just want to let you know again that this podcast is brought to you by Santa Cruz for Tucson.com. My homegirl, Lane Santa Cruz, she's running for city council. We just had a dope ride, uh, bike ride today from uh, Cesar Javis Park to Rodeo Park. And that was really amazing to see a lot of the uh, Southside community go out and hold it down for us. And my guest for this episode is Alejandra Pablos. How's it going, dude? Ow. Hi, everyone. Thanks it's for going coming, great. Dude. I yeah, really appreciate it. I'm excited it. to be here. I'm excited to be in Tucson. Yeah, dude. When's the last time you've been back? <sighs> Luckily, since November that I moved back to Arizona from DC, I've been back. I, I'm back more often, but I've yeah. been traveling for the past month. So it might be a month. Yeah. Yeah. How does that like how's your mental health as far as just like going everywhere? Like not being in one place for more than like what, a week or two? <sighs> Oh, then I can share, I guess, about my little body breakdown I had. A body breakdown? Yeah. Okay, more like a body shutdown. Okay. Nothing broke, but it kind of was like, <laughs> we're on pause. Yeah. We're doing too much, Ale. Like, right? Dude. So, yeah, thank you for asking that question. I'm actually for dealing sure. with that because since I'm my own kind of employee, my own boss right, right now, right? It's right. kind of like things get booked and then other things get booked and then I have to kind of like figure out how to like do all of the things. Right. Um, do you do all that yourself? Yes. Self booking and everything. Yes. Wow. Um, definitely have some of my homegirls to support in some media. When people hit up the, the website, for example, keep right. have a, a homie who like will get those emails. Um, yeah, but basically I do everything myself um, because it's not that crazy yet, right? But right. again, like, for example, April, I was, like, not busy at all. I chose yeah. to go next week. I'm going to my first black and brown lesbian pool party. Ow. Dope. Where's that? Like? Um, in Palm Springs. That's Crave, I think it's called. I know. And we leave Friday. Cool. But then I got tickets to go to Coachella. Um, oh. So Coachella gave me free tickets or somebody gave me some white person. <laughs> I didn't pay y'all. <laughs> so don't, don't, I don't, we don't want to hear, like, please <laughs> keep your Coachella. You shouldn't go comments to yourself. I do work every day right. out here. We out here investing in pro, you know, yeah. LGBTQ shit. So I don't right. want to hear that they're still investing in anti, um, anti gay um shit we are here yeah. we want to we want our people to get their coins too, want to get paid and we also want to enjoy life yeah um so so yeah so then i'm going to coachella right are you going to be there for like what is it like a the week? first weekend so it's two weekends oh, weekend? i'm going to be there the first weekend Dope. obviously i'm going to be super active i have my yeah. abolish ice outfit like super ready i have my reproductive sexual freedom to be active i'm ready to have <laughs> conversations i'm actually hoping i get my gopro before that so i can capture some of this shit i should actually buy cool. something that like i can put on my thing on like my yeah 
clothes, right? And really yeah. capture some of this shit that people I don't know are going to be saying. Oh, yeah, they have like a chest piece that you could buy. I or mean, like a headpiece. <laughs> I mean, even like if it's low key to capture some of this sure. trash that I'm going to get, right? And really yeah. like expose this shit as I'm there. Because yeah. obviously getting this opportunity um, to go to Coachella, I'm going to use it to like. Are you going to be like trying be to talk to active. folks? No, but I'm going to be, oh, be wearing okay. outfits that are people are going to be talking to me. Yeah, I was going to say um, they're. I don't know, just the engagement might like be triggering, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I be out here, y'all. I be out here. I actually <laughs> we know thrive. How you do already. I actually thrive um in making people <laughs> uncomfortable and yeah. you know. <laughs> um but yeah, absolutely trying to be safe. Obviously I'm gonna be with my squad. Cool. Obviously I'm gonna be there traveling with my family as well too. Oh nice. Um but yeah, I definitely wanna use that opportunity where there's gonna be a lot of people to talk about ice. Um one of the days I'm gonna be uh, having a bag full of plan B. And I'm going to have a little yeah. sign hung over me that says um, something. I haven't prepared it yet, but something along the lines of, uh, you know, donations, $50 right. for white women, plan B, I got you. But black and brown women, free, right. come through. Right. So kind of right. talk a little, it'll hit a little bit on equity. It'll hit a little for bit sure. on sexual and uh, freedom. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be out here fucking. So plan B is be safe, y'all. Yeah. Right. So kind of do some of that. And for I think sure, it'll be dude. great. It'll be fun. Um. Going back to that, like, body shutdown, what happened with that? Yes, so... Did that happen when you were out on the road? Yes. So, because sometimes doing this work and and really being intentional about taking care of your body, sometimes you also, as you're being super intentional, you also think that you got shit under control and you're like, you're good, right? And you know how to center yourself and you know how to regulate your nervous system and all that. Um, But you just don't know, right? Like, I sometimes... Don't drink enough water because I'm so busy too, right? Um, Don't get enough sleep sometimes. All those things kind of accumulate. I imagine that's like a big one for you. Yeah. And doing um, a little bit of like, you know, doing a lot of work um, with a lot of folks, a lot of different organizations at a national level still uh, consulting and advising on, you know, as they're working with like storytellers that have been impacted, right? Centering their stories and just doing a lot of story sharing myself and hearing a lot of stories. Yeah. It's a lot of work that we have to do with our nervous system also. So I've been blessed to know Definitely. a little bit about somatics. So I do generative somatics particularly, cool. which is um, just definitely a lot of intentional body work um, and to support body trauma. So um, from exercises that are going to help me center and align in my commitment, you have a commitment at the sessions when you do somatics. And my commitment is, you know, one of them, for example, is to um, really love, support, touch, take care of my body, like, you know, adorn it, oil it up, right? All of those things. And I stopped kind of doing some of that. I stopped stretching, right? Because I'm so busy and I just like, okay, I got this together. I know how to do these other things and I can regulate it this other way and I can burn some, you know, whatever it is. And I learned that I have to be consistent and I have to make it a part of my lifestyle. It has yeah. to be a part of my morning ritual, right? So all of it has to be there. I have to make time for yeah. all of the Especially things that I Especially because we're getting older. Like, you have right. to, it has to be done. Absolutely. Like, I'm just like, you know, today I'm going to wear heels. I mean, yeah. sneakers, right? Even though I'm, gonna, right. I'm like at a gala in Vegas, for example, I was at a gala, invited at a gala after a keynote spe- uh, a speech about abortions. And everybody got to dress up and people wore their, like, you know, their heels. And I was just like... My body had just um, gotten better from that five day shutdown, right. and I was like, "I'm gonna wear my sneakers." Like that, that was dope. that was care for my body at that. I like point. the ones you have on now; those are dope. Right, these, yeah, being yeah, more chucks. comfortable. I'm running around more. Like I, I miss you heels, platforms, all of that shit. I miss it because my mom and my family, we were we're a family of heels. Really, we don't fuck around. <laughs> Primero muerta que sencilla, but I had to kind of like also think of that and what that looks like for my body, right, and and permanent and long term yeah. and shit. So yeah, my um. 
I was doing a four-day training actually on doing practitioning, like somatics practitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a mixture of like me being overworked, but also having a four-day intense training on how to work with my community around regulating their nervous system, regulating their trauma, mm-hmm. and a lot of practitioner. I was role-playing being a clinician and then a, a oh, patient cool. and all that. So, yo, after the four days, I was like nine to five, Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. woke up like stiff neck. So we were talking with my, my healers and all of that. It was probably a mixture also of me doing a lot of work on my nervous system yeah. and going back and forth with the trauma vortex. And you know, it's all language that I can share later about. But yeah. yeah, it was a mixture of like, again, forgetting and keeping consistent, making it part of my lifestyle. Like all of it yeah. matters. And I got to just slow down. What was um, the worst day of that? Day one? Yeah, your day one was really yeah. bad. But also actually like day four after somebody was like, sleep on the floor. No, <laughs> nah, man. it's not for everybody. <laughs> and I slept on the floor and I woke up worse. Yeah. Um, but in total, after like the fifth day, I kind of got better and I was able to like get yeah. up. But I was like, no work, laying down, like, you know, yeah. just all kinds of healing. Just on friends bed rest. coming over. Yep. Yeah. Friends coming over, taking care of me. Yeah. Um, so that was beautiful. It was, it does get really tough and we have to take care of our bodies more. But, you know, um, again, a part of the community of brujas and healers, you know, I got my sister right. friends doing a lot of like, uh, they call it fire cupping with heat. Oh, yeah. I saw that you did that. Yeah. Acupuncture. It was like two weeks ago, I think. So healing. Yeah. I've never done anything like that. The other healing we can't talk about, you know, because it'd be a little illegal. Right. Uh, but you know, like we are here, like learning what our folks have been taking, how they've been taking care of each other. Right? right. We don't have good relationships with the healthcare system because there's a lack of a healthcare yeah. system. Right. It's just like a huge cultural thing that we hate the doctor. Like I've, I think the last time I went to the doctor, I was like 12. I'm 36 now. Like, yeah. And also, you know, it comes, it comes from, you know, the history and our backgrounds of having like very mixed relationships, right? We right. either have it sometimes or we don't, mm-hmm. uh, we take care of each other through like other things. Like I know my mom always times like, ve con la penicilina. Go across the border, go get some penicillin yeah. and shoot you in the ass. So many that people do that. That was how you take care of yourself. Yeah. Right? So just very different. And like, again. And you know what's crazy it? is that's not even like a brown thing. There's so many white folks that are like, oh, I'm going to go to Nogales. And I'm uh, right. like, okay, because cool, it's, go. Right. I know. I just have a homie actually who's Indian who just moved here. And he's like, not going to go to Nogales and get a dentist and go to the dentist instead of mm. like doing it here. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, the privileges of being by the border. I know, um, right? And having papeles to be able to like cross yeah. and come back. Just go right? back and forth. I know. Um, so I'm good now. I feel really good. I've been. That's good. I learned that I don't need a pillow, so I've been sleeping flat. Really? Um, yeah, but I just got back from traveling too. I was doing, I joined Greenpeace uh, USA on some like climbing action justice mm-hmm. camp, yo, and it was amazing. So oh, I got to work yeah, on a when lot you were doing of doing like those like rope climbing things. Yeah, I got to learn a lot of skills, but yeah. also like you know, yeah, like I, my body was okay. I got to sleep on you know, on some good grass. And um, then I went straight to New York for like a small justice short film about my immigration fight and uh, got to sleep in a good bed. And so even though I'm traveling again, it's like what I do and how I'm right. consistent with my care, right? Like I could be traveling, but also remember to eat good. You don't have to eat all that fried food, Ale, yeah. right? Like make sure you, you fill up your bottle of water at least four times, like yeah. little things like that. And again, when I get busy, I forget. And then like when I'm in the yeah, East Coast, I, I'm does. not hot, so I don't drink that much water, right? right? I got to be in Arizona to be hot. I like yeah. hot, thirsty. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Right. But thank you for asking. I'm way much better today. That's good. You yeah. feel good today? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to like touch on, like as far as like self-care. Um, I just don't know how you do it because like you're like every time I check your Insta, you're just like totally in a different place. And I'm just like, man, like I can't even go to work and like come back and be like, hey, I'm good. Like, I know. I've been so telling tiring. people, I'm like, I'm like dancing in the chaos, y'all. 
right. um, dancing just in the embracing chaos. it, you know? Yeah, just going with it. Because you know what? I'm not guaranteed tomorrow also. Even when I'm like, thinking about that April weekend that I go to the, the festival and then right. I go to Coachella and then I'm in D.C. Oh, I didn't finish. I'm in D.C. on Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday morning, I fly to D.C. I'm there all week doing lobbying work for the 1996 crime bill uh, laws, mm-hmm. laws that have made it really hard for people to legalize and for to get out of the, the pipeline. Right. Um, and going to be lobbying all week and then go straight to Oakland for like 420 weekend in Dude. Oakland. And then I'm driving back to Arizona. Oh, wow, that'd be cool. And it's like, but these opportunities are plays, and I'll be doing some some nice therapy in Oakland, so that's important, right? And like, yeah, yeah people out there, yeah. So it's like Good. going back and forth, but it's so busy. But it's like I also like I would never get these opportunities otherwise, right? Yeah. Again, the the privilege and the honor to also lead with our community, right, in this position, and to be able to be the bearer of these stories and to share them and multiply them and just really give them justice. Like, I don't take it lightly, you know? Right. So it's like, I'm going to play hard. I'm going to work hard because... Cool. ¿Quién sabe qué va a pasar? I know, dude. Right? You never know. Like, I love this fucking place, this land. This... And I can't believe, like, this could be over one day and I would have to actually leave, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, like, that's another thing for the listeners. Um. Do you want to, like, just kind of give a short, like... Where you're born, where you grew up in, how you yeah. got to Tucson. Yeah, so I'm Mexicana. I'm definitely from the north, the north north parts, Norteña, from Sinaloa and Sonora. But my mom was living here with a passport. She moved uh, way before I was born. Not way before, but like a, you know, a few years before I was born. Mm-hmm. And she she was um, she got the '86 amnesty right um, through Reagan. But before that, she was still crossing with her passport and she crossed back to Mexico because again, that's what we do. There was no yeah. real borders. Like uh, that wasn't, that was barely Snapping starting out of the norm. Uh huh. And going back and forth. And one day she was just too big and whatever officer happened to like, feel like they were like, Nope, you can't cross and have this anchor baby. Um, she was forced to have me in Nogales cause we're not from Nogales actually. Right. We're from Obregón, Sonora, from right. Estación Don, Picam, and Sinaloa, Los Mochis and all that. So I was a border baby because of, yeah. because of that fake border that was actually there. So yeah. Right. But again, a few months later, I'm back in, in home in Santana. Mm-hmm. We're from Santana originally, Southern California, Orange County. And um, then my mom realized that it was really cheap to move to Tucson, especially because she wanted to own her own business. What year was that? You, shout you out remember? to my mom. I was 14. I don't remember what the year was, but oh, I was okay. 14, so sometime in the 90s. Cool. And my mom got her dream. She wanted to own her own home and also own her own business. And nope. she's been thriving in that business for uh, almost a little bit over 15 years. Um, but yeah, I moved here when I was 14. Um and my mom actually like became a citizen in Santana in California, oh, but cool. I never, she never petitioned for me. Mm-hmm. And yo, my mother is like the most like detail oriented. You don't pay no bills at the end. I remember when growing up, but she just to see a bill and I wouldn't pay it. She would even pay for me right? just to like get credit. She's super like business minded. Like, yeah. I don't know. And I just, I'd be damned if she, you know what I mean? If mm-hmm. she really didn't. Yeah. She just right. didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, back then, this is Mexico again. Like, there's myths that was like, when your babies are little, <coughs> when your babies are little, yeah, you, they carry your citizenship. Right. They, I, that was always something I knew. But that was not the case. Later on, I found out that you actually had to be a resident, a green card holder, before you turned 18 in order to be mm-hmm. able to derive 
from your parents and then you actually had to apply for it. It's not like if it just happened. So lo que pasó conmigo, we lived, you know, documents don't make a, a family. We all know that, right? right? Um, and um, yeah, I moved here. We, when we moved here, this is where I wanted to work. So this is where I turned 16. That's when that 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 whole situation was actually like real to me, right? I was like, right. okay, I have to go to this this immigration place to get a social. Um, and sure enough, I that was when I first got petitioned in. Uh, long story short, uh, USCIS. How do you know? I'm 33 now, 33, about okay. to be 34. Shout outs to all you 30 year old fine ass young people. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm about to be 34. Um, so I was 16 when I got petitioned in, but they the USCIS took like almost three years to give me my actual green card. Oh, damn. and that's important because Does it, usually it take didn't that matter. Long? Yeah, I guess so, oh, or damn. maybe it did back then. But so back then, um. What was I saying? 16. Oh, yeah. So that was the first time I got petitioned and I went there and um, they took almost three years. So when I actually received my LPR card, even though I have my mind, I have my work permit, yeah. I have my social. They gave me everything. Um, I'm, I'm ready to work. Right. But you have to wait for that legal permanent resident card that came when I was 18 and a half. Mm -hmm. And it's important because when I got in trouble around the age of 21, 22, with my first paraphernalia, that's technically what I, when I should have been put in, in proceedings. Oh, okay. Because you actually do get a pardon. You get one kind of pardon if you have like one charge within your first oh, five okay. years of residency. Damn. But when they actually caught me, uh -huh. when ICE actually went to my probation office, that was a, a plea that I uh, took probation for for my second paraphernalia, right? So mm. like the first one in 2006, nadie me dijo nada. I took a diversion class, whatever, something minor, yeah, misdemeanor, and, and it was all good and that's yeah. it. But then I get caught again, like, you know, a few years later. Yeah. And um, that's when I get on probation for supervised probation. Mm -hmm. And that's where that pro probation officer actually called ICE and was like, I have a non-citizen here. And I know this because now that I that I do the I do workshops around abolishing ICE and I do workshops right. on the criminalization of immigration and in our timeline in mm -hmm. 2006, I believe. Um, there was a new law that allowed law and parole officers to mm -hmm. contact ICE when they had a non-citizen on their docket. Wow. And that's the only way that that could have happened. That's the only way that, that ICE could have been there because I've never, ever had been in contact with ICE, right? Again, Did you for my first paraphernalia, know, like, no. For my first paraphernalia, I, nothing happened, right? So, and this is important again because now that I have two, right, under my record, mm -hmm. I can no longer get that pardon. Oh, damn. Right? So if I would have just... I hate saying this, but I'm just like, damn. I remember thinking inside, like, damn, if they would have just caught me on the first time, at least I would have right. gone to this party, right? Blah, blah, blah. So now it just made it really difficult for me for yeah. with two paraphernalias to get cancellation of removal. So which is the reason why I spent like almost two years fighting, right? I fought for cancellation. I fought for derivative citizenship, try to prove mm -hmm. that we could fight, you know, get a drive from my mom's citizenship. I couldn't. I had the burden of proof. So basically when you're undocumented, like in the system, you don't get a public defender, you, you don't, don't get a public defender. You have to like either have money or you just I defend that yourself. Was, like, mandatory. Like, Absolutely you had not. To have one. Actually in Arizona and in, in New York, shout out to all the organizers there. Um, they've implemented a new law that if you're a resident and you're in the immigration system, you have to have a public defender. But absolutely not. Not anywhere across the Damn. country. That you you don't get any um, tough, defending, right? Of course, it's really tough, and like people don't understand. You know, when I was in there, the the library had shit from like five, six, seven years old, and I'm like, bro, I can't defend myself or support myself with this old ass material. <laughs> nothing's updated, right? Yeah, nothing's <laughs> updated. They don't want you to really fight. 
So that's 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 important because again, this system was created the way that it was created to keep people separated and families separated. Right. We've always been a country of family separation ever since the first way that they criminalized people and divided people with like yeah. what is it the Chinese act of I don't even remember but know, they started but picking like who can come right who can come who's good enough you know who's not good enough or who's gonna be productive like I am not a, a, a fucking product of labor bro I also if I don't work I also mm-hmm. want to be safe mm-hmm. and have all my rights right I don't need to be a productive like labor product or economic right. benefit to the country right right um so yeah, so it was really fucked up. That's where, and again, that's where I found out when I got picked up on probation, right? When I'm when I'm on probation, doing the exact same thing that this system, this this criminal justice system, is putting us there to like learn and rehabilitate, right? They mm-hmm. interrupt that by policing me again, taking me into detention. Yo, I don't. My mom drops me off, and I don't come home till two years later and four days. Wow. So and that was that's not the Eloy one, was it? Yep. Both oh, of the times I've been in Eloy. Oh, so Eloy, the number so one employer in of Arizona. Yep. Oh, okay. I've been in there two separate times. So, so originally I was there in 2011 to 2013, which is the instance that I told you that I pled right. guilty right. to a paraphernalia. And on that second paraphernalia, ICE came and picked me up. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's what really started it. But also with the second paraphernalia, I already had two DUIs in between mm-hmm. those two. So all of these four charges basically happen within mm-hmm. like the span of four or five years, right? Right. Again, the end of the age where I'm still growing up, young, you know, folks don't really grow up until they're like 25, right? So I talk about that because <laughs> it's like all young people smoke weed. And maybe not all, but most of us. Not all, stopping. but most. Right. Most of it is something that right. people just do. Right. Whether you like it or not, weed is not like our other drugs that really... Um, you, you should be actually criminalizing, right? Um, right? And not that you should criminalize any fucking drugs. Um, and that's crazy because now it's just like the whole thing is like we're going to decriminalize it. It's going to like happen sooner or later. And right. it's just like, what the fuck, you know? And, and also, what are we decriminalizing when you think about it, right? right. We're decriminalizing places and things right. or like decriminalizing certain drugs that are like white drugs, right? right? Like white people do these drugs. Right. Like the opiate situation, right? We're handling completely different because most of them are, you know, white mm-hmm. folks, but also brown people and young people are suffering from that. But yeah, anyways, long story short, surviving the war on drugs right, is is the same way that they've also been able to, like, punish us and criminalize us, right? And again, label us yeah, criminals heavy. and illegal and felons mm-hmm. and undocumented, right? I don't consent to none of those things. I'm not undocumented, actually. I'm very fucking documented. Have you seen my social media? Right. <laughs> Hell but you know what I'm saying? Dude. Just, like, and also calling me illegal and, like, right. what is Mexico? Yeah. What is Nuestra Tierra, right? Like, right. They, where we've been. It's my where grandma's we are right family now. is from Phoenix, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's where my fa- grandma's family is from. But I have the yeah. burden of proof to prove to you what right. documents that I, as a non colonizer, don't have and can and will never, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Create. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's really. I got you. Dichotomy. And it's really awful that, like, we have to be the people that are, like, in the middle of that, right? People have that you... are, like, indigenous to this whole fucking thing, right. this whole land. Have you ever had to, like, not had to, but just kind of like, have you ever talked to like a person that's been like, well, you know, sorry, it's not Mexico anymore. So you're going to have to go through the you know, procedures or whatever of getting your status in this country legally. No. Just do it the right way. Have you ever had to like no, have not, a conversation not with like someone that. like that? Not like that. But definitely people have like, you know, trolled me and been like, well, just do it the right way. Right, 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 right. I mean, I honestly don't but even respond. But it's crazy because they don't think about that. Right, don't They're respond. Like, but usually it's like I, I have, you know, chosen my battles where I'm just like, okay, yeah. let me just give it to them. And I'm just like, you That's know. That's definitely a part of like just growing up and 
growing up online too like I don't know. Yeah. You just get into battles, battles. I was just on an airplane with this white dude who saw me on a book with a book in my hand. Mm -hmm. The book said the revolution starts at home. Right. So it's like about combating violence in our communities and also like interpersonal violence and also like Mm -hmm. not just community accountability, but like interpersonal accountability. Because that's another thing, right? Like we we, we are so like we're taxed at a very young age that even our parents sometimes can like ourselves like we're not taught self-accountability either right so there's like a, a lot of violence happening yeah not just violence from the community but from each other right because we're like right. not a lack of like learning a lot of shit and like having violence and yeah. in, in place of it but um uh, that yeah happens to like so many brown folks too like right we don't and, learn self-accountability th- until we're old which sucks. And, and self-accountability is also like checking motherfuckers when they out here racist right like when i do right. workshops on criminalization with young folks young folks are always like yo i have never really said nothing back to people because mm-hmm. I, I stay being like be safe also like not you know, it's not the right place to talk shit all the time but like it's on us to also interrupt people with facts we're out here learning facts right, right. these people are like on a fucking idea of manifest <laughs> destiny an idea of manifest yeah. destiny they're just on some ignorant shit talking yeah. about free speech no if actually your free speech is hateful and it's going to actually impede on other people and like actually be violent and blah, blah, blah. Actually, no, it's not free speech. It's hate speech. Yeah. And your hate speech should be thrown out. Right. So it's just like, just because things have been a certain way doesn't mean we have to keep doing that. So for me, I think it's all about always like reimagining, you know, like saying the, the the things that we don't really say and and pushing people to be like, well, what about this? Do you You feel like this period in time is kind of like similar to like, the Chicano movements in like the 60s and 70s. I kind of feel like it is and then it isn't because yeah. it's not as hardcore. Right. Like people aren't out here marching. Like right. So it's, I, again, but Aquarius, like, right. Aquarius, you know? like back then they had more violence, right? They out here have motherfuckers yeah. out here attacking us. So like our people had to adapt. Yeah. That's not happening right here. They've made they've made capitalism right now so fucking comfortable for, the, for us too, right? Oh yeah. Like that we have a lot to lose. We do. Because motherfuckers ain't getting the fucking dogs on them, right? Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people, there's no it's, there's no real urge because capitalism is hella comfortable. Hella comfortable. Right? So who's out here really, like, building, right? It's like people, queer, trans, indigenous, black folks, you know? People have been criminalized in the mm-hmm. pipeline of prisons, right? From, mm-hmm. from work and school to prisons. Like, all that shit is us, right? Yeah. So there's a movement of centering, like, the leadership of, like, people who actually been in the system because, you know what? We know that that shit don't work. Right. And we about to like change it. Right. We needed to change whether dogs are biting me and or I'm not getting spit at the counter. Mm -hmm. Right. Like shit is real fucking bad, actually, because now it's subtle. So that's what it happens. It's like it's more subtle. It's done through legislation and laws. Mm -hmm. There's laws that protect, you know, rights, for example, like. um, Yeah, just things like that is like we're doing this, we're decarcerating or we're we're doing all of these NGOs, you know, like community organizations have like put in place a lot of have started doing a lot of things that the government should be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, people. Yeah, not a lot of us like are really like united and talking sometimes social media. I think like, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Because we're fucking like a million things happening. Right. But it's it's definitely. um, (coughs) It's definitely a time where, like, again, I'm interrupting that shit all the time. Like, there are no pathways. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And also, like, history has told us. Right now, we're opening up space for, like, white Protestant immigrants. Yeah. Mark Rubio from Florida is is, is taking care of that, right? Mm -hmm. Also, it's, like, a lot of white folks, a lot of white Mexicanos, like, fucking also benefit from white supremacy. Right? This whole census thing that's coming up. That's a horrible, horrible reality that we have to face. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, we are white passing. Like, people literally check off white as Mexicanos, right? I was used to work at Habitat for Humanity. Shout out to Habitat for Humanity and for all the people that allowed me to work there um, and learn a lot. But, like, I used to do, like, a lot of housing situation shit Mm -hmm. and, like, 
see people's applications, they would come in and if they didn't apply for anything, like if they didn't check off an ethnicity and a race, like I would have to put in white. And I would even tell my boss, like, no, but they're Mexican. Be like, but you have to put white. What? Why? What is? Right. What rule is that? No, I'm putting and other, and I would Mexican. like put it in there, Mexican. <laughs> like write it in. Yeah, because I'm just like, no, that's ridiculous. And it came with the census. I don't even know. Do you know if the census came through about that thing about the citizenship question? I don't know. Oh, I wish we were live. Can somebody call callers? For let real, us know. Right. You can Google if you want. Yeah, I don't no, care. Sorry, fuck Google. <laughs> nah, but like that's a question that we actually had at a panel in, in New York. Like people wanted yeah. to know these black, uh, Afro Latina, uh, black and Afro Latina women were gonna participate in the census, mm-hmm. and a lot of them said no for their own reasons. But it's like again. Why do we even have that question, right? Like, why do that right. was that even if it wasn't true or not? Like, if, even if it got passed or not, what is the essence of the census, right? What is why are we asking that question? Period. To the census, you know? we're Hispanic, right? <sighs> right, and then it was yeah. a lot of talks about like even when you check off black, mm-hmm. you know, like what does black mean, like right, like black immigrants, right? It's just a lot of like identities, a lot of like putting stuff in boxes. Yeah. Why don't we leave more spaces for people to write in things, right? right? Um, so just yeah, just hello, white cleansing happening, right? Yeah. White cleansing. Well, we know for they don't sure. give a shit. They just want to give us those options and just be like, here, take what you get. Or, no, and so most know? of them were like, we're not participating, you know, right? Um. Yeah, but again, it's like where are the resource going to be allocated. Clearly, we have been we have been Mexican people. You have been helping white people have more resources for years and years. Literally, and years. fucking awful. Yeah. <sighs> One thing I wanted to ask you was going back to when you were in Eloy for those two years. Um, as far as like conditions and stuff, was it like to anything that you like? Could you compare it to anything? Like, do you, have you ever like? I don't know. So I've been to it's a places. tough question to ask because it's I'm, like, you know it's shitty in there. No, but no, it's, just it's like, the worst. It's the worst. Look, I've been in Pinal County. Yeah, let's go over my <laughs> tour. Let's break it down real Garcelles. quick. <laughs> so I've been in Pinal County, which is a county jail, um, okay. which is fucking awful. I was literally begging to go to Eloy. Wow. As far as the food. And because Eloy, you can go outside. There's outside. You have field and all that. Pinal okay. County. Motherfuckers can be in there for years and years. Um, it's where you're like waiting for your plea, right? If you couldn't get a bond, like if you're waiting to go to prison, right. like all that shit happens there. And like there was like a little box of mm-hmm. like outside. We would go and it's like a little like very small box area. You had you couldn't see no trees, nothing, right? Like it was just very confined. Right. Everything was done in a one in a dorm. Like everything you're eating, you didn't go nowhere, right? Like it's just awful. And the food was fucking worse than Eloy. And Eloy is already bad. That's where I really developed my like, acid say. reflex. Like everything was packaged food, disgusting. Until I actually like got convinced to work in the kitchen. Then I started, you know, taking yeah. like cheese and tuna and like things that they were feeding like the kosher people. There is some good food in there. Um, but most of it is like even though the the same provider, the same private private provider that they work with serves the U of A and ASU, wow. but they serve them good food. Mm. They serve us the bottom. So of they the do have home. good food, but <laughs> absolutely, they're not going to feed undocumented yeah. people that, right? No. So I think everybody develops a lot of fucking dis- like shit in there. That's so why people die oh, and yeah. people are sick as fuck. And people who had certain things get even worse. And that's the same in regular prisons. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. That's the same in all prisons. <coughs> Detention centers are just like the prisons, yeah. right? Um, uh, I have a beautiful book that maybe we can share with your with your followers on the Instagram, and it like t- this women telling their stories of being locked up for like whatever time it is but like the intersections of reproductive health care right of economic justice like it's all of these things and it's 
and I read them and I'm just like, that's not even what I went to. And I think it's the worst thing ever. Right. Um, yeah. So just like really like making sure that we're like listening to the stories of why folks are in there, what happens to them in there, because I don't think even though we're a country of punishment and we're used to punishing people and we're okay with like isolating people because we don't really know what happens in there. Um, there is a daily torture every day, right? Oh, from for sure. So many ways. So for people to just like really read these essays and these stories, we got to get that out there. Yeah. If we care about immigration, incarceration, we got to care about just fucking basic criminal and, uh, you know, injustice. Um, yeah. Incarceration. Mm -hmm. So for me, the worst I can tell you first was my first time too, was when I got into the ice boxes and these ice boxes, I remember just like wanting to die, just being there. Like they didn't have these like aluminum, silver things you see blankets that people keep showing on media. Are those blankets? I don't even know. Yeah, what those they're are. like heating things. People use them like oh, when they're like okay. camping or okay. stuff like that. I guess because of the aluminum. I'm not yeah. sure, but that we didn't even have that. And I remember just like yeah, just regular blankets or something. Nothing. 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 Can give you a mat. Like there were some. Like when I remember, I I was got to there. There was like already the blankets that they were gonna get for the day. So like oh, there might okay. have been eight chilling. People were under them doing what they do. But like oh, you coming in, you don't get more. That like, they already gave out the ones That's they had. It. So you have like forty people, forty women, young people. Mm. In these detention centers, uh, in these ice boxes, getting ready to go to Eloy. So they're transferring. Some of them are getting deported. You know, all these things are happening in this hub. It's a hub right here on Kino. No, Alvernon Way. Yeah. In Swan area, whatever the fuck. Um, and I was like there just like, remember me just being so cold. I had nothing. I was wearing like, you know, I just went to my probation appointment. So I was like not prepared for yeah. none of this Thinking shit. it's all good. To be in the cold, right? Fucking Arizona. Yeah. And, but they also do that because people are traveling, right? People are migrating two, three weeks, months. Mm-hmm. You know, not in the best of hygiene, obviously, and they don't want to give you shit there, right? So, like, what they do is they hide, hike that up so, the AC is so bad, so, like, nada puede vivir, right? None of the, right. the infections can, like, live, I guess, and survive. Yeah. So, like, we're in the same pool. Mm -hmm. All of us are just going to be treated like that. And I met women there that were, like, still going to come back. Young people that were, like, yeah, we're going to come back. We almost got raped. We almost this, and we got robbed, and, and but we're coming back because that's still, how bad shit is. Nothing's going to stop them, yeah. You know, and people are like, yeah. you know, when they talk about the parents, like, well, it's on them. Why would they bring them? What? Your first question is to be like, why the yeah. fuck would we even treat immigration with incarceration? Right. Why? For money, right? So for me, the worst too was like the fact that this, the second time around that I saw that it got worse. That's why I was in there to see how worse Eloy can get. How when Jeff Sessions, the Department of Justice, who's no longer there, but he set all this up, uh, said there's going to be no oversight. You know, there's going to be no accountability for these private. No prisons are good for whether they're state or for profit. But the for profit ones, the difference is that there's just no oversight. There might be more oversight in the state ones, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. So now what they got away with doing is Eloy, in Eloy, like I can't even put a, a complaint or a request to ICE, um, not even to the to to healthcare. And even if there was a form of grievance, there was no carbon copy anymore. So no way to show that you so did this. So even if you did feel something out, they could right. just be like, okay, and then you can't make. It. It they, the they don't allow you in the library to like <laughs> make a copy of it because that's just not what you do. You only yeah. make copies for legal paperwork. So are you not allowed to have any paperwork? You are supposed to have paperwork, but they don't. Oh. They just not give you access to you for you not to like keep keeping your documents yeah. moving forward, okay. right? Again, a part of the '96 laws was that people uh, in in detentions and prisons can sue. 
can't sue their oppressor, can't mm-hmm. sue the thing. All the grievances have to be within. So I'm going to put a grievance in my own abusers. Yeah. Right? So you're right. They just throw that shit away. They make it disappear. We yeah. see that. Um, like, so that's one form? of the things that changed. I was really fucked up. Yeah. My cellmate, uh, my, my roommate, uh, had a really bad situation. She came in and she was only there for two weeks. I actually ended up leaving uh, after those two weeks. They were still there, but there was one instance I already knew that she kept going in and out of the of the sick call. So another thing that changed was that you couldn't just put a request to be to a, see a doctor. You had mm. to get up at four forty five to go through the five o'clock six five to six p.m. sick call. I'm sorry, five to six in the morning that's sick the call only line. Time they're gonna only time they see people. Only time they see people. So what does that do? Reduce the chances that people are going to get up and actually go, right? right. Um, nobody wants to go. And then when you go, you can be up there for like three, four hours because they, they get everybody. Wow. And they put you in a cell and they you're just waiting. Like if you waited when you were in intake, nobody wants to do that. Right. So that was really unfortunate. Anyways, my sister Frank was in here and she just had, she had just gotten like a surgery in her teeth. So she had antibiotics. Mm. So she kept seeing the doctor right away. They changed her medicine. Didn't listen to her because people don't listen to women. Change her antibiotic, just, I don't know what was going on. She was going in there every day. And all of a sudden she started getting clogged up and then she kind of got like a hernia or something. And then one day she's like, I'm bleeding from my rectum. Can you translate? This was like 4 p.m. So I go and I translate to the woman, the the officer in the middle. And then they were like, well, did she drink water? Because she's talking to me because they don't speak English. She didn't drink water. I'm sorry. I have to ask that. That's what like the healthcare people tell me to ask. So did you drink, have you drank water? And she's like, yeah, but that's not what it is, right? And she's like, okay, well, why didn't you go to sitcom in the morning? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, because I'm not feeling like crap until right now. And then she was like, well, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to go in the morning. And then that's it. That was that was we were supposed to just leave that. Mm-hmm. But all of us saw how the, my roommate was like crying. I mean, crying, right? Like you know, she had blood, right? That she was like bleeding. So it was a thing. Like in pain. Yeah, crying. So wow. we go and we're like. Fuck you. We're going to go to the middle person. So what happens in the prisons too, they're designed to for control and surveillance. Obviously, there's a, a person in the middle who like serves all of the do- uh, right. all of the other dorms or mm-hmm. the pods. So we went to the middle and we were like, yo, what up? What up? Like, you need to help her. This is ridiculous. She calls. She ends up like diagnosing my friend, though. She ends up being like, well, you just probably need to drink water. You probably need to do this and that. Mm-hmm. But we still kept complaining and we forced her to actually call. And when she called, we heard healthcare was just like, nope, like, we don't want to see her. We already told her we gave her medicine, basically. And like that, that should just, that's what's going to happen, I guess. Yeah. And all of us were like, what in the world, right? And like, it was just really distraught because it could have gotten worse. That's how people end up dying, right? Like uh, another woman ended up cutting herself because she had been in there for so long. She couldn't get a bond. She was cutting herself, but they kept bringing her back into the, instead of like putting her in a, in a health, like in a health, like a mental health area. Yeah. Like, or like where they just keep it in observation more. But what happens is when you get an observation, they put you on the hole. Right. So not even us really wish that upon them. So it's not like if they're in in the actual, like, like the doctor area, right. Mm -hmm. Where they can be in a camita. Nah, they're They're just watching a fucking cell. Isolating them even more. So it's really, really tough to see that, but that's what they do. They get away with paying a dollar, right. For folks. Um, You can't even in visitations this time around, Mm -hmm. you can't even touch your daughter. You couldn't even touch your babies. So your babies come and sometimes you don't get your, your visits. They come and wait two, three hours to see you for those two hours. You don't get the two hours full anymore. Now they're trying to build um, like plex, window plex in between. They're trying right. to build that. Like they're tr- like, tell me that they're they're not like really seeing people 
as the enemy here. Oh, yeah. You know, like that's what they're building. So what? So we don't have touch anymore. Right. If we had to do any type of holding folks, because truth be, truth be told, some people come with no family here. Right. So right. what's going to happen? Like, and we hold them at, in these places, like they have to look like they're free. Right. There should be no locks. Nobody committed a, nothing, right? Like these people should be free to roam in a place where they get good food and like families can come and chill with them, like, yeah. or, or friends or visitors, whatever, right? Like, but like, why are we holding folks like this? You know, if, if, if ever we were supporting an, uh, an immigration system, like by law, we have to accept asylees, which we're not. We're having them, you know, they're being held under a bridge right now. Yeah, right? El Paso, they that's crazy. In the, in the south of border, right? That video is so heartbreaking. It's so sad. It's really unfortunate. And like, nobody gives a fuck. They really at at that level of, of legislation, that shit is just I don't know. It, yeah. it boggles me that Mexico also that our mother that our country yeah. is fucking their homies right now. Their best friends, right? Like to the US. Right. We're doing all their dirty work. Did you and see all also, that stuff that happened? It was like a few months back when uh Tell me. like the uh what was it, the caravan or whatever that was coming mm -hmm. through to Tijuana mm -hmm. and even the people of Tijuana were like, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, right, like it's just like, crazy. Like I had never seen like Self-hatred like that. Because imagine that too, though. Like, our fucking people there that are living, they're also starving. Yeah. Right? So all these resources come to this caravan, right? Right. Like, there's gonna, again, pinning each other on al otro, right? Even families here. I mean, my mom yeah. was like, well, you know, what if... Que pasa se pone bien violento aquí? Ama, it's been violent because <laughs> of the police. Right. And our government that hates us, right? Yeah. Like, it's not because of our people. We're just trying to all come here and work. Right. Yes, we have people that are fucked up and sometimes do bad shit. Mm -hmm. That's not the masses, right? That's a very small percentage. So if you're going to talk about that, miss me with that. I actually don't have time to talk about that. Right. Right? Because even when it comes to people that have actually committed atrocious things, as a community, mm -hmm. rehabilitation and transformative justice, restorative justice looks different. It doesn't look like locking somebody up and training them to be a better criminal or a better bad person. Right. Not criminal, you know, when they come. Right. Come, right. Mm -hmm. So it's just really fucked up. But um, those are the things that really changed, right? That like my visits, nobody could touch. The, the pain of the mothers just like there was a woman lacked uh, that just had a baby. And even though she had a permission to like give like pump milk, sometimes she wouldn't get the pump. She couldn't see the baby. Like just so much fuckery happening in there, right? Again, these staff, these CEOs, number one employer of Arizona, Eloy, right? So it's our own community members like treating yeah. us like this. Out of all the people I've ever met, only one officer in there. Oh, man, what is their name? I'm going to remember their name, but only one officer. She never moved up in rank because she never fucking listened. <laughs> she needed a fucking job. Also, like, again, right, there are no alternatives sometimes. There are right. no other jobs, right? right? But, like, this person was able to come up in here and do this dumbass job, mm -hmm. but still treat us like human beings in there. For sure. And it's not common. It's not common, but, um, you know, <laughs> at, at least I remember that being, like, a, a something beautiful because women got to have clean clothes because of her. That's right, good. because they give you stained clothes. They don't give you nothing new. Yeah, they give you stained, bloody, stained clothes. They refuse they medical. Just throw them in a shitty washer and shitty yep, dryer. Yeah, they, they no. They, I know we are the fucking employees there, right? right. So I know the homies, so we know that they put them in with mops. They don't use no real <sighs> soap. Fuck. They don't use bleach. That's nasty. Nasty, right? So it's like so they it's come really, back smelling like chemicals yeah, anyway. And yeah, it's really it was just really awful. And again, the 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 morale, right? They're idle. Women, they are idle. If you don't have money to buy headphones to watch TV all day, like you literally sit there. You just sit there, so maybe watching with some the screen. puzzles. You know, the rec center does a few things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they had a little like there was some something was happening where the uh, audit. People were going to come when I was there in Eloy, and they had, um, I actually happened to have a visit during that time, but folks were outside. It was like 
relay races and like a day of activities mm -hmm. and the women were complaining to me afterwards because they were like after they were giving candy even though that was part of the audit like you know for them to be celebrating us and show how how much fun people have at the detention center they were throwing <laughs> the candy to them to the floor so they had to pick up the floor like animals mm. like dogs right like that's a type of like everyday reminder that like you're illegal you're not you're not worth anything right. you shouldn't be here you're a criminal right which also people don't want to be identified as criminals right they're like i'm not a criminal i'm a worker well guess what honey trabajadores are criminals right from sex workers to fucking people trying to just feed their families all those workers are criminals yeah. according to the government right so we need to unite instead of pointing fingers because right. all of us are labeled criminals just by being brown and living in these zip codes right so i had another question that leads me from what you just said about that one uh, officer that hooked people up with like new clothes mm -hmm. and just kind of like hente in general that there's so many uh brown men and women that work for these government agencies so awful. um we know like well we don't know for sure if they know what's going on but i feel like a lot of them are just they don't want to see and they don't care which is fine you know it's their prerogative whatever but at the same time do you think that there's something that do you think that that's something that people grow up learning because we don't have that like mexican-american studies in school mm -hmm. and they're like i don't care like oh that shit's old like it's, they don't even teach that in school like i'm just trying to work right. just trying to feed my family mm -hmm. that's like, what drug dealers say that's what drug dealers say shout out to all the drug dealers right. and the drug workers out here you don't need a <laughs> college education mm -hmm. you just need a high school diploma mm -hmm. whatever and, and again, somos un país that, that glorifies military, right? Glo I mean, yeah. since we're little, we're taught to be cops. For sure. We play right? cops and robbers, you'd be the it's cop. Something, it's something yeah. like that. Mira, I'm going to be honest too. Like, fuck all the blue lives, head ass people. But like, I wasn't introduced to language and social justice and mm -hmm. this movement of human rights till way late in my life, till I got into proceedings, right? Yeah. Just like me, I kind of like didn't come up on like everything I'm doing now until I was like 19. Cause and, I went, and that still was kind of young, right? Like yeah. I, I had to like I said, get in trouble. But it's like, again, like, ¿Qué está pasando en nuestras escuelas, right? like, like we know all the books are come out of Texas. They've been trying to take our history off of that. For sure. Right? So desde el principio, we grow up in a fucking dumb, dumb public system, right? No very, very nada. dumb. I literally don't even know geography sometimes. So I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we just don't learn nothing, right? We learn this fake-ass colonized, like, history. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's not just one thing, and I don't want to blame our people. I appreciate people who are just open to hear, right? Right. Um, but, and yeah, a lot of, some of them, like I said, they thrive from the patriarchy. They thrive from that. Like, they mm -hmm. see themselves as white oppressors. They want to be. I mean, it's yeah. just this power situation. But again, we've just learned like you to said, be okay with punishment. We're being taught that from an right, early age. Taught that. So it's like, it's going to take a lot of, like, pain, you know, to, to see a different way. Otra cosa, we've been right. people that have been encountering trauma. The first thing that I've learned that through trauma and by reading about trauma and doing the work that I do is that, like, trauma really takes away your ability to, to imagine and recreate and think past what we've been giving and like yeah you know even this action cap i told you that i went to learn climbing it opened up a whole wave of like imagination that i haven't touched right so like yeah people feel like this is all that there is and like the one question is also too, like, well, what are we gonna do with all these criminals mm -hmm. first of all who are we talking about because if we're talking about serial rapists or just rapists in general there's hollow rapists in our community and we haven't done shit right two like 
those rapists are not the masses and also are not filling up the jails and the detention centers, right? Like, Correct. they're just not. Um, so, so it's just a lot of, like, patient with our communities. Um, a lot of, like, again, leading with myths <coughs> and history and our, and our, and our, our struggle, our, our, our commitments, aligning, living by example, a lot of that too, right? Yeah. Um, because, like I said, my mom, she barely, yo, my mom loves me, right? And like supports me, right? Drives for me hard. But my mom used to be like, maybe you're just like, you're tripping on it. Like, maybe you're just like really hate the police because like it's a personal thing. But like, you know, she would always be like, you know, give them a chance. Not all cops are bad. She still would say these things. Right. Then she came with me to a protest. She came with me to the Chinga La Migra stop in Phoenix. Y'all should check that out at chingalamigratour.com, especially the Phoenix one. And like, she I got, got your to shirt, see, by the way. Don't let me forget. Damn. She got to see the white nationalists organized and being protected by the police. Yeah. Got to see that violence. Got to see the sheriffs drag the the protesters out. Mm-hmm. I got to see the white nationalists. She got to be hit by a white nationalist. and Like push or yeah, somebody hit her? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like, okay. I was going to be like, yeah, no, damn. Like pushed. But this was also after when one day she was just like, well, why don't we just create legislation that's going to really protect or like stop them from killing from the cops, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and I looked at her and I was like, Ama, se me hace bien raro. Without fighting, without getting, you know, upset, todo eso. I'm just like, se me hace raro, mami, siendo mexicana, being from Mexico, knowing that our police is so corrupt and works with organized crime and they literally, like, thrive off of us, right? Like, live off right. of us. So it's so corrupt. De Mexico, cuando te enseñado, when have you learned that police actually protect us? And even from here, so for you to say, like, a law is going to help that, that's wild. And she's just yeah. like, and she I'm just sure she was there, just like, like you know, you're right. <laughs> and she and she sat with that, right? And then that yeah. prepped her to then go to the, the Chingalamira tour stop and saw that. And after that, yo, she rides hard body and she is like, Good. I understand why. So again, la gente no sabe. Right. Right? We don't see, we're barely seeing all of this shootings, right. killings. We're talking about uh, the power, the, the, the how we need to abolish the police. Like so many, right? Activism now is in mainstream, right? Like organizers yeah. are a part of conversations now. Like we're in a different mode. So I think I think that that's a good is, thing. And it, exactly. Because that's a good thing. So when you get real resistance from people, right? That you also think are like, you also see these things you also know. I think that's when like, you know, we have to discern when we're going to like really have like longer conversations deeper with people you know with right. races and all that shit but like i just say like every day i live my I, i'm so aligned with my commitment of who i am and where i'm going and you know the love for my people the love for justice that every time i have an opportunity i i say stuff right so like i, I see people saying all the time oh these homeless people are getting bold now they ask for dollar instead of change yeah and, and i will say something i'll be like okay so <laughs> when was the last thing that like our li- living wages went up Right? right, houses have gone up, food goes up. So why shouldn't he ask for more money? How much? And then like I just like ignore <laughs> him, but like best believe that person's gonna think about that shit, right? Yeah. And then the same day, this the guy from the same uh, homeless person is gonna call the the guy the the register guy is gonna call the police, and I'm like, yo, you calling the police for what? I said, you don't know this person just got out of jail. You don't know if he just like has no home. Like, what has the police done to you, sir? Like, it's not bothering me at all. I'm actually gonna yeah. give him a dollar, and like he stopped. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, how do we just like also start having these conversations with people? You know, I know that it could be dangerous with some, you know, people who are like obviously like strapped and these white nationalists would be strapped out here. But yeah. again, I think we just have to have more conversations. We have to like be aligned and like, what side are we on? You know, and like we have to talk and we got to defend each other. You know what right. I mean? Like at all moments. And, and every time we talk about the immigration system, we got to talk about black folks and we got to talk about 
the criminal penal system, which is the same, yeah. right? But people see it as two sistemas. So we got to always bring in those stories. You know, every time like, people talk about babies being caged up, well, we've been calling the police on five little black girls, five-year-old little black girls and sending them to juvenile detention centers. We have juvie jails. We have baby oh, yeah. jails already. Those exist. Right? So it's like... You know, making yeah. sure that we're like talking about all of the things is again, it's a big, it's a bigger issue, right? It's about white supremacy, right? It's a, it's, it's about this white cleansing, and the administration yeah. has built his little squad, and they're out here. So we got to be bold. We got to get organized. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got to learn where we heavy. came from. We need yeah. to know where we came from, how we've been re- like resilient, how we like keep being resilient, and what's crazy yeah. is I think a lot of people say, you know, remember where you came from, but it's like. We've been here, like that whole no, saying and the border not crossed us type either, thing. But not physically either, location wise. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. It's like where have we been? Like this shit has been happening in esta tierra right here. That's right. what I'm saying. Not even like where we came from. Nah, the resistance. People have been migrating, right? People have been in mixed yeah. status families. People have, like, that's what I'm saying again, being centrados in and who we are as people. Like, mm-hmm. what our people have been going through. You know what I mean? And knowing right. where we're going, united, creating, imagining, right. making room for everybody, for all identities, for everybody to be inclus- included. Right. And right now is when we need to recognize that our liberation is tied to Black people, Black yeah. women. You know, sure. and I'm just super thankful that I have all my homegirls. Shout out to all my homegirls, all my hood fams out there. Fucking shut up every day. I love y'all. Y'all give me so much inspiration. You know, <laughs> fuck the police. No doubt. Um, so I had another question as well. As far as like the whole abolishing ICE thing, like I know it's abolish ICE all day, right? But do you think that that can ever, ever like be a reality? And if so, how would we even get to that point? Because I feel like a lot of the times when it comes to activists and activism and people are just like, I ain't trying to hear it. Like nothing's going to change. Just like keep saying fuck this and that, like whatever. But I just think people need to, they want to know more solutions instead of just not negativity, (sighs) which is like, Saying fuck the police, like, yeah, whatever. Real visions, real concrete yeah. visions. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, what are you going to do to fix it? Like, everybody says that. Yeah. I have so a lot I of think, people that tell me that. Yeah. So let's link. Um, Mi gente has a really dope policy platform called Free Our Future. It's the Abolish Highest Policy Platform that's on our website. I am a member of Mi Gente with a J, uh, Latinx, right. Chicanx. Is it Mi Gente or Con Mi Gente? That's their... That's the Instagram. Instagram, but it's Okay, cool, because I follow them. Yeah. So it's yeah. a Latinx... Um, Chicanx, Black Latinx, Afro Latinx people, uh, digital organizing hub for folks, and we talk about all issues that affect us and how do we work, you know, to uplift them and to right. dismantle some of them, right? So I think for us, we've been, uh, we actually have a vision for that, and it doesn't just stop at actually dismantling the agency, which we can do through legislation. Obviously, crackers are making legislation right now, so that's going to be hard, right? But, like, there's people, there's white folks also that we can use to be like, yo, you need to be, like, lobbying and Mm -hmm. going to your, you know, your legislator, your Congress people, and being like, we need uh, legislation that's going to dismantle the agency, that's going to defund it, Mm -hmm. right? It's a new agency. We don't need it. What People are like, well, what are you going to do? What what do you mean? What do you mean with we're going to abolish ICE? Like, what are we abolishing, really? An agency that, that only targets, incarcerates, and deports. Right. Okay. That's their job. That's their only job. We can handle immigration without that agency. That's what we're saying. And it's been, it was done like that before. Exactly. They even existed. These are civil infractions, right? This was handled administratively. If anything, we can use the money that's given to ICE. And actually, because another thing that's happening is that people weren't, weren't, um, 
there was a slow system, right? They blamed it on how slow, which is the reason that it took three years for me to get my resident card, right? That it's slow. So let's put some more mm-hmm. money in hiring more people to run more applications, right? Figure out where folks are, where are they coming from? Why are we not opening pathways to documenting them, right? That's what we should be looking at. Looking at this issue as a human, these are human beings, right? Right. So it's just like it's incredible to build a police force just to catch folks who don't have never had the opportunity to be documented. Yeah. Right. And they're actually coming because of the fuckboy shit that the U.S. is doing. For sure. Right. So it's like, again, abolish ICE is the first step. It's an easy fucking step, but it's also a bigger problem. And that about that free our future. That's why it's called free our future, not abolish ICE. Mm -hmm. Free our future policy platform is very comprehensive y'all it's short good but it goes into de- many different steps that it doesn't stop at abolish ice actually we got to do this with the department of justice too we got to do this with decriminalizing border patrol and instead create border patrol into a humanitarian um agency that's actually going to have like first respondents right like mm-hmm. we have the cops and border patrol doing all of the first respondent things instead of us calling like social workers and right don't get me started on social working because that's also like the first tool and the first leap like the first liaison to the fucking police but anyways just seeing it differently right actually going out there and doing what these no mas muertes or this whole like people that are getting felonies now for like feeding them people water that's what our fucking border patrol agents should actually be doing supporting people that are coming because we know that people are gonna come right like people are gonna come like that's a fact so just reimagining what some of these tools can still look like or actually dismantling period and starting all over again i think Right now, organizers are actually, we're not just hashtagging shit. We actually just don't fuck everything, fuck everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's not, it's not a cute thing. Like, you know, it's, but it's actually us putting our minds together and being like, this is what could happen. Like this. Yeah. And it's the first step to actually seeing a model to actually get rid of the police too. Because right. we don't need y'all. We really don't need the police like that. You know, uh, heavily surveilling us and stuff like that. We can, as a community, we can have conversations about how we want to handle violence and harm. Yeah. In our community. Totally right? right too. And also the violence and harm actually comes from the system a lot of the times, right? People oh, yeah. do fucked up shit because they're hungry. For sure. People do fucked up shit because they 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 hungry. They're they have nowhere to go. Like you have to compete with each other. You know, whatever it is, like again, pointing the fingers at somebody else and not us. Right. And it's crazy because there's so many other countries that exist, like uh I mean countries in Asia where they're like, um, we like only have a few police officers today, so <laughs> like we're not hiring. They like don't like people are out there, they don't want to be police officers. Yo, That's not I the actually thing. right. No, yeah. Like, like I actually just saw a article here about Phoenix. I think it was, and these cops just killed somebody, a black man. I sorry, forgive me for not remembering the name of this black soul. Um, but they were they got to call the police. Somebody stole cigarettes. First of all, the police should never go look for somebody who stole cigarettes or diapers or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Unless somebody stole a fucking Mercedes, bitch. Right. You know, leave that shit alone. Those are like survival like yeah. type of things also, right? Like shit, that small shit that we shouldn't like have cops like looking. Anyways, this cop gets called. They go and look for the suspect of these mm-hmm. cigarettes mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. Happened to see a black man in a car doing something weird in the car, maybe speeding. I don't remember what the fuck it was. Okay. But then they go after this person now, and this and this person ends up dead. Wow. And this is all in the in the article, in the news article. I like, to look and up. it's just like, yeah, I'll send it to you. I actually, put it together. I'm supposed to send all these links to the the workshop participants that came last night. Okay. But um, 
so I was looking at some deaths because Poder in Action from Phoenix, y'all should totally follow them. They're doing a lot of the, the anti-police work here and highlighting like all of the deaths, cool. you know. Um, so they're really doing that work and and it's it's really wild how again the police is is not there to support or help. Yeah. It never is. No peacekeeping. They're actually the violent ones, right? Right. And then the intersections of like the police being involved in schools. I just read an article and I'll send it to you too. An article in Arizona of like two kids who got in a fight. I don't remember if it was like late middle school or early high school, but now they're in deportation proceedings, these two young people. Wow. Yeah. Trip and in Yuma, they're asking people that are going to school to prove their citizenship. Like that's like happening right now. Yeah. This is happening right <laughs> now. So the, it's important the, to be active, right? <laughs> to, to be active and, uh, and you know, to keep leading by example. Yeah. You know, because organizers, you know, also it's fucking lit to, to, to know the things that I know. Yeah. I can better take care of myself. I can better show my, my love for other people. I can be a part of a community. Life is just much better with a whole squad. Like, I don't know. It's just such a privilege. Yeah. And I want everybody to, to, to yeah. know about that. Right. Like I said, I didn't have access to that. So spreading our gospel is super important. And that's why it's not about like, also shutting people out it's calling them in has been right. like yo like you need to like not say that again mm -hmm. like when i got picked up this last time when i turned myself into mm -hmm. ice and g4 picked us up picked me and another person up from the country club office mm -hmm. took us to fucking southwest keys program and uh we picked up a little nine-year-old girl or eight i think they were eight nine right. months is what they've been there and when i get there i'm like fucking southwest keys program what the fuck right. also my brother works there <laughs> side note we can talk about that shit later another time but so i had just found out that my brother works there so i remember southwest keys and i was like oh my god this is where my brother works i remember just thinking don't come out brother i don't want to see you in this fucking border this, like basically not yeah. border patrol because it wasn't border patrol it's g4 but like this yeah. van that's picking up this person this uh -huh. little girl from your center from your jail so the little girl comes in and the dude is talking, the G4 driver is talking to the staff. And they're like, oh, I didn't even know I was getting like a little girl. We don't got no food. Like, we got to take her to the county jail. Yo, I'm bawling in the back. I'm bawling in the back. Like, how do you, how are we picking up a little baby to take it to another jail so they can be flown out? So I'm talking to them, to the little girl. She's like, why are you sad? And I'm like, oh, I'm not sad. I'm just really happy to see you. Like, what's your name? You know, she's telling me her name. And she's like, yeah, I've been here nine months, but my mom wants me to go home. They didn't find me no sponsor. These motherfucking people at Southwest Keys ain't finding nobody sponsors. No. They don't have incentive to do none of that extra shit. And I know this because my brother fucking works there. So we can talk about that another day. <laughs> but so I get there and then, so yeah, so we're there. And so then I talk to this dude and I get really pissed. So I'm just like, right. yo, what are you doing? I say, I say, you don't even know that. Cause I hear all he said, right. you don't even have, you didn't even know like that you were picking up a young person. That's wild. Yo. And he's like, you know, I, I just do my job. I'm just trying to hear, feed my kids. What a cop right. out. I said, cause you know what? That's what fucking drug dealers say. And we've been telling them to get another fucking job. Yeah. So fucking miss me with that. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're actually yeah. doing harm and I just like went out. Yo, he felt so, well, no, he didn't. I was going to say he felt so shitty because the whole time he tried to like appease the little girl by showing a movie and was like. Right. Just trying to yeah, entertain her. But, but bruh, guess what he showed her? And that I got to see for the first time. I think time. this was on the last podcast and it was Coco, Coco. Right? Got it. Oh my God. I couldn't even believe it, right? But it such was just like- Such a sad movie. <laughs> such a sad movie. It's all about immigration, being able to not cross and be connected with your family. It was like such a mind fuck. I don't think right, he was that smart those, to do it on purpose. There undertones in there. Right. I don't think this person was this smart to do that on purpose, but it was like, what the fuck, yeah, right? It was probably just like, oh, Disney, great. Here you go. Yeah. And like, but, but again, like for the two hours just holding this camera because I just, I basically made him feel like shit. 
You know, and I'm like, this is your fucking, this is what you would want other people to do to your kids. Could have right. just been us. That's another thing. Like these stories could have been you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So everybody needs to care because if not, it's going to be your community next. You know what I'm saying? Like Speaking of movies, not to interrupt you, have you seen the the new Us movie yet? The which one? The Us movie from yes. Jordan Peele. You have? Of course I did. Yeah. Okay. What did you think? You know what I did. Did you? I have already too. Okay, great. Um, well, I don't think it's fair for me to say anything because... I like definitely was no lost. spoilers, but no, yeah. y'all. But I was lost a lot of it, and like I guess what I, I guess what I'm saying that because like I I'm now so I heard my homies talk about it, right? So I went with a, a whole squad of black people. Uh, I was in in Florida during the action camp, okay. So it was all. Yeah, so they were super hyped, right, to see a black filmmaker making a black movie, you know, all this shit. And yeah, because Get Out was so dope. Right. I was super excited on this one. That's real. That was the same Get Out person. You're right. So I guess a lot of the things that I that I say and feel are because I heard them say it first. Because, again, yeah. I was just like, okay, a lot of it, the storyline was really confusing to me. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of things went over it's me. Definitely when they were talking, line. I was like, oh, was that is that what that was? Oh, I yeah. get it now. So that was me. Um, But I did share some of the things they said. I was just like, oh, that, for real, I felt that, too. I remember thinking... That it was kind of whack when, like, there were still moments in the movie where people were like, no, don't go there. Whoa, oh, you stupid <laughs> bitch, why'd you go? Shit that we do with, like, white people doing yeah. white shit, <laughs> yeah. right, in films. Like, you know damn well black folks are not going to be that dumb. Right. Like, there's this time where the husband literally comes out like, what up? And, like, it's just right. weird. It's like, nah, bruh. Yeah. Like, also, nah. <laughs> like, that's, that wouldn't really happen, right? So For just, sure. So little things like that, that it's still, he still made a scary movie. Not For like sure. a black scary movie. Yeah. Um, That's why I was so hyped because Get Out Lupita was amazing. Fucking oh, Lupita. killed it. Yeah. Both those roles were like amazing. I say go watch it. We have to give her props. She better sure. win a fucking Grammy. Um, they really or, did a great uh, what is job. It for movies. Academy Award? Oh, is that did I fuck it Grammys is whatever. Music, I think. Whatever. You know that white <laughs> you know that white award people right. want to give people. But fuck yeah, it was award really shows great. Anyway. It was beautiful to yeah. see, you know, all black everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, it was great to see white folks just dying in the hands of black Real quick. <laughs> No, they died at the hands of their yeah, own self, yeah. which well, is... Well, no, actually. Well, because their body double but, came in through and killed them, right? Yes, but remember when Lupita, like, also, like, somebody mercs the sisters? Um, oh, wait. she did. You're right. Do, doesn't because it have to she, end or something? Yeah, because one of them came back to life. And then... Because she wasn't fully dead. Yeah. But yeah. that's but, but still, white people were dying everywhere. Whether sure. they were by their own, it was great to see white people die. Well, what I was going to say is, <laughs> what was a mindfuck was... You know, that the house she went into as that little girl. And I don't know if you caught this at the end, but that little girl, um, the bad one killed her. And then mm -hmm. she went to the family yeah. and then she was the family thought she was the good girl. Right? right. But just in the grand scheme of things, how like that whole underworld that's underground, like I feel like it's not the sewers or the tunnels for us. It's just the line. Right. And people in, there's families in Mexico that are just like us people that are surviving over there mm. i don't know i feel like mm, i feel that i get yeah you know what i mean like i just mm. feel like we could definitely have like some type of us version for brown people and it happens every day i think because <laughs> that's so interesting there's just families there that just exist and we're like fuck fuck america you know that i love being in mexico and then like i said earlier there's those white mexicanos they're like dude i don't want to go to fucking mexico this is why i live here mm. yet forgetting this land is Mexico, like before, you know? Right. So a whole family of white Mexicanos hating Mexicanos, no Mexicanos hating the people here. It's mm -hmm. just like almost the same shit. Yeah. So 
Yeah. I just felt like that translation, because I always like try and like, even though it was a black film, I'm like, how can this relate to like me and my life? Because it was just like well, right, the family I mean, aspect. I think when you think about black folks and black culture and just black life, like until black lives matter, we're going to matter, right? Like For everything sure. also is like, we're right behind them, right? Yeah. The way they've been getting criminalized is going to be us too, you know? Yeah, we're so like intertwined, but at the same time, I feel like there's that whole white Mexicano thing again, like, yeah, yeah, no, which no just makes Nagel. us less like fucking dope and that. less creative. So fuck all of that. Right. Because black folks are life in the future and yeah. hella creative and beautiful. But and then you have those old school Mexicanos <sighs> that are like, no, no soy negro, like soy Mexicano, like whatever. Right. Just, like, oh, so blind. Like even like growing up, going to high school, like uh, <laughs> like older people would be like, uh, ¿Qué estás oyendo? And like you listen to him, like we're listening, we're bumping hip hop. I'm watching Fresh Prince. You know, I'm just like... To them, I look like I'm trying to be like a little black kid, but little do they know, like we're America all America is black culture. Yeah, period. We're right? black like, culture right. and like brown culture as well. There's some like even on the East Coast, like with the well, because Latino Latinos aspect Latinos, of it, you know? Right? Yeah. yeah. And then there is that whole thing of you know black folks being in Mexico, mm-hmm. and which just barely got fucking recognized, which is bullshit. Which is but, yeah. I mean, talking about that, I mean, like you know, having the, the mujer indígena in Roma. And right. all these fucking white Mexican racist ass Mexicans were shitting on her and just talking about yeah how whatever right like that shit is real as fuck. It's real. It's, it's really so real. Fucking nasty and disgusting. That's why people were saying like, why are these caravanners asking for meat? Like, do they have enough rice and beans? And the women, you know, we're like, we need protein. We need better food. Like, you know, yeah, we want yeah. better. Like, we can't even Mexico. I know that y'all are like. Sh- going through shit and there's poor people for real you know and there's coming these resources for these caravan immigrants mm-hmm. so but again our enemy is el gobierno is these people that have been keeping us hungry for sure. keeping us divided you know um but yeah it was really beautiful again i'm so happy to have black people in my life because that fucking movie i was just yeah. like uh, most of it was over my head and i got to learn for sure afterwards me too <laughs> like i've been like dwelling on it. i'm just like what about this and what about that <sighs> my tethered soul that's yeah. pretty fucking scary like our tethered soul like somebody my like, tethered ass soul right now would like, be fucking vicious to fuck boys and super <laughs> like i don't even want to think about my tethered self <laughs> <laughs> but no it was beautiful lupita did a great job they like i said they should win something um but yeah i'm like, sure they will i'm sure we're gonna see more black films it's not gonna be you know uh, uh oh you gotta go see it because it's like this one black fucking yeah. director and producer right we're gonna have yeah almost everybody's gonna be black and brown and indigenous and yeah. we ain't gonna have to worry about no fucking white grammys grammys being so white or yeah any awards being well so even white. so like even like black artists do win grammys or whatever like you know the whole cardi b thing like where she's like, I won, fuck everyone else. Like I won and everybody's like, oh, so happy for her. But then at the same time, we're like, even myself, I'm like, fuck the Grammys. Like that's white shit. Mm-hmm. Like you, that really doesn't matter. Right. Your awards like don't really fucking matter. Like right. it's like, about it what you're doing. It's beautiful to see again that Roma person. I forget their name. Um, Yalitza. I don't remember. Um, in yeah, when they you know got brought up, and yeah, they were in whatever awards, and it was like, yeah, we are not. It was it's beautiful because it's like we weren't meant to be there. Right. Right. And as people that have been in the prison system and all that, like we weren't meant to be talking to you about it right now. Mm-hmm. That place is meant to keep you and keep you forever, right. you know, and we survived that shit. Yeah. So I think it's just beautiful because it sounds like we out here. It's a reminder that we out here thriving no matter how much you don't fucking want us. Right. We out here. So that's right. beautiful. But absolutely. Yeah. Again, we're, we don't celebrate this white supremacy shit, right? We celebrate yeah. each other through different ways and just, again, opening each other's arms for to to love on each other. I think right now we're in a, mo- in a, in a moment of 
we gotta talk a lot about love and how everything's rooted in love. You know, we do. Like compassion, you know? There's like so much like hate. It's crazy, dude. And they're teaching us that, right? Like you don't really you we were yeah. born into like cultures that are teaching us this violence, right? Like mm-hmm. punishment, competition, like all of these yeah. things. Like, you know, when no, that's not how we were. Yeah. That's not, you know, that that's actually not natural for us, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm excited and I'm happy and I'm privileged to be in a movement and in a world of organizers where I can hold myself accountable. I can teach my family right. about language, about anti-blackness, and I can push them. Um, even if, if they don't fucking change right away, but if they say, oh, Alex, come and cállense, ya no hablen de eso, no digan aquello. Yeah, motherfuckers. That's a real Down fucking... right. Re- that's a reality. That's that- a win. That's a win. <laughs> what up? Like, I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody, like, getting your fucking best humanity selves because yeah. I'm out here and I'm going to say some shit if you start acting racist. Yeah. Right. So like it's I think that's such a reality for just Mexican families in general, mm-hmm. you know, because there's that whole racism that already exists in Mexico heavy. And then it exists here. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. And I'm not going to have my family members like putting me like through that shit. So my family, I'm teaching them little by yeah. little. Does a lot and of your family kind of like they already kind of know what's going on, I assume. Right. Like just like. The- not really. Again, my mom se pelea. My mom is my biggest ride or die. Y'all. Yeah. My mom should be like, mm, so I don't like- even tell people no because they don't ask about you or like they didn't come visit you or like she'll be counting. My mom keeps notes, yeah. you know, and like. I think uh, my family, of course, were super supportive. They, they super loved me. But I think also because of the trauma of like also having a mixed status family, they just don't want to know, right? Like, because right. it, it could be happy some of them. It could be some of them. Right. Like, yeah. my tia has been waiting to be on some sort of legal process for like 21 years now. Right. And like, she's never going to fucking see that probably. Right. And that shit is like, they, every day, the more that they see what I'm doing, the more that it reminds them, like, you can get in trouble by the police every day if you're going to work. Right. So it's a mechanism. And I don't try to push it on them either. My mom, you know, she just be sharing stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I I, I feel that. I feel like I'm I'm respecting their their process and their trauma. Like I said, when I'm around, motherfuckers is going to know me and hear my energy, feel my energy, and and I'm going to bring all my people in. But as far as like, I'm okay with them not really being. Because, again, it's triggering the work that I do. It re-traumatizes, right, yeah. and all of that shit. So as long as they keep fucking with me. And they love me. Like, you know, when I came out, they had a carnesada for me, right? Like, Dope. just so many things. So much love. But, like, again, so much they don't can't control. They can never be documented, right? right? Like, some of them, right? This is fucked up. So I have a privilege of still trying to keep my papeles and fighting hard body. And, like, being able mm-hmm. to, like, if I do leave, like... Right? Like these are like yeah. people that can't move and migrate no more, you know? Right. So it's, yeah, so it's a lot. So, but again, they come and say things like, you know, little things. And I'm just like, Hey, that's not okay. That's actually fucking racist. And actually I'm not going to help you anymore, you know, because mm-hmm. you said that and until, and stop. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I, and I'll, and I will, I'll get mad with my family. I will not talk to you. You know, like it's, it's, it's a mixture of like patience and also like consistency with yeah. our people, right? Like, yo, I already said I don't like that. Like, right. hey, Regina, or like, hey, cousin, I told you not to say the N word. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I don't say it in front of them. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell everybody that you do. Or like, why not then? <laughs> right? So it's just like, yeah. why are you doing that? Stop. Yeah. So we just gotta be patient with our families and we gotta be consistent, just like we are with our babies, just like we are with each other, with our fucking ex-boyfriends i know right i know i'm hella consistent with my ex keep fucking coming back after 10 years God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm that's gonna funny. make sure i come back for my family yeah. <laughs> that's cool that you say that because a lot of people like even myself like just being around family and they just say some shit i'm like yo i don't have the time to be like trying to educate you i'm just gonna let but you, you but you'll be out here educating other people 
yeah but at the I'm same saying, time with, saying, yeah. with the whole family dynamic it's just like and i'm gonna again, be it's I'm a gonna, balance un proceso. Yeah. i went away for three years Right, learn some shit. I have family members that have been in this, so I, yeah. I get it why some of them wouldn't For take sure. their time. Right, so it's God can save, right? You're gonna pick your battles to best believe. You know, I'm not out there all the time either. But no, I talk about abortions all the time. I talk about everything. My thing's like, why are you always gonna talk about the gobierno? And I'm like, el gobierno es parte de mi mundo. Right. The government is part of my community. Yeah. Those community members are working for the government, right? Like right. it's just like. No me hago la víctima, you know? Right. I'm actually a survivor of the system. So don't call me a víctima, right? And it's just like, again, it's lo, politi lo político es personal. You're not, I'm, I can't separate them. No. So I'm always going to talk about them, right? So it's just, um, no, I totally get it. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm out of here. No, best believe. But again, being consistent in like, there's going to be times where like, you don't have that energy. That's fine. Take care of yourself. Yeah. You don't have the duty to be responsible for everybody either. Right. But if, we, if for example, for me, I'm out here doing this for people I don't even know. So yeah. best believe I'm gonna bring my folks in. Which is which is crazy because like you drop like so much knowledge online, like through your stories, through your posts, and the posts they're like long. Like if, if people take the time to read them, there's a lot of knowledge in there and links. Like you can find so much stuff just by social media. Yeah. Which like when we said earlier, is it bad? Is it good? Like it just depends on how you use it. I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm definitely working to a world where it's more interpersonal relations, yeah. right, than social media. But also, I can I shout out to social media because I strangers give me energy and strength right. every day, right? Through that, like so somebody just could see your so story much. or whatever, and they'd be like, yo. I'm going to like try right. my best to But again, to the, the, the need for the connection is because we're going through injustices, right? Right. So if I'm looking for a world that we don't need social media to to struggle, to connect through the injustices, it means that we all gravy, yeah. knowing that our people are gravy everywhere and nobody sure. has social media, right? Like, I guess that's why I see it. That I'm yeah. just like, now I can just live in my life and my community and I'm <laughs> present and everything's here. Yeah. I don't have to worry about my comrades and yeah. fucking, you know, Palestine, right? Right. Um, but no, they shout us to social media. I love it. When Instagram shut the fuck down i almost lost <sighs> my life yeah, i mean a right? lot of people's lot like of people income did. was coming through from there not just like you know not, not just those ig yeah. models and right <laughs> but like you know people, business people right business people are actually yeah no like, that's real and like if that's where we archive all our social work like what the fuck are we gonna do that was like a test right and actually for it me it was what only shut down for like maybe a day and a half or was it that long? I think it was like two <laughs> days, but it felt like forever. Look, I erased Facebook. Facebook owns Instagram. I erased WhatsApp. I'm never going to use it again because they also own WhatsApp. I yeah. really can't get rid of my Instagram yet, right. but I'm really working towards that. Right. I'm maybe just sticking on Twitter, which again, they're probably still going to own that shit one day or they probably work with the same people. Right, I don't know. Right. But again, it's like, it's really scary. It's like, I want to separate some of my shit, right? I'm actually thinking of like looking into hiring a lawyer to take my Facebook file from them. Yeah. Because I didn't consent to you selling my shit, bitch. You didn't even right. give me no money. I made no money right. off of this transaction. Um, most of your uh, posts are, what, most of your activity is through Instagram, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. even the Twitter, like, Twitter. I, it's not that hard. Like, people still don't fuck with Twitter, like, the way they should, you right. know? Right. And that's where I get all my news from, really. Yeah, it's that's so quick and easy. That's where I get all my news. Yeah, it's just, like, it's people amazing. love clicking on the drama on Facebook, know. you know? It's so lit. It's so lit. That's why I'm like, yeah. I could do it, Ale. And you're just such For a sure. creída. You just want to put all your pictures on Instagram. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. when, once Twitter gets an album feature, it's going to be lit. Yeah. So I just want to transfer, like, kind of segue into, like, some immigration and slash, like, kind of hip-hop stuff. Mm -hmm. As far as the whole, like, 21 Savage thing, did you, what was your, like, stance on that? Were, were you like, oh, did you, I, I didn't even know he was, like, yeah, from the no, UK. Yeah, I didn't either. 
Yeah. I didn't either. I didn't know. But also because I don't really know him or follow him. And I don't know if he talked about that. Yeah, I don't. A lot in his raps. I, don't, I think it was a surprise. Well, I guess he had a folks. couple of songs that were pretty woke and he no, ended no, up performing. No, is Yo, have you not heard his album? His last album? You got to listen to it. It's I have It's hella dope. It's really good. He has bars. Good sound. He actually talks about another song. He talks about fighting Icy like a hockey puck. And uh-huh. I was always like, is he talking about ice? Or right, right. Nah? He's talking about, well, it's nah, because I I think... he's talking about like icy, like I'm icy. Or do yeah. you actually mean ICE? Yeah, saying you know, ICE, like referencing ICE. Like a hockey puck, and you be like knocking <laughs> it out of your way. You feel me? Right. So I was like, yo, he's been spitting. Right. Um, but as far as like really, like, uh, like really on some bars yeah. on immigration, like I don't think I've ever heard that. But I think it was a surprise to a lot of people. I think yeah. for me, I mean, we squatted up right away for him. My homies actually like yeah. were helping his case. You and uh, Jay Z got a lawyer for him. And like... <sighs> yeah, Jay Z. Yeah. And that's the least they should do. They have a lot of money. Right. But they should also funnel all of this shit back to us. I'm I'm working towards being getting more into the music scene mm-hmm. to get to do a it's lot of It's tough funding. with all the things that you're doing already. I know. Like, I, I know. can't I even can't imagine. Even, I can't even do that. I know that's like far and that's a little bit in the future because there's a lot of like, pro, uh, you know, more like. Yeah, just like emergency kind of things. But my idea is just like also because we talk about funding and leveraging our money, where it comes from and all Mm -hmm. that. Like, how do we have our, you know, people who have money and like start being a liaison and funneling their money like through social justice, right? And connecting um, social justice to a lot of like artists and, and people who are also like directly impacted people, right? Right. Like we know how the people are probably like a lot of people. I wonder what, um what's his name? Not DJ Khaled, but the other dude. That used to be with Kim Kardashian? No, not Chloe Kardashian, <laughs> the rapper. He's like Middle Eastern. Uh, oh, French yeah. Montana. I wonder like what his status is. But you know what I'm saying? Like For sure. everybody who's black as fuck is probably like a black immigrant. We got Jamaican folks. We got hella Caribbean yeah. folks, Haitian, right? We all into soca and Caribbean music right, right now, right? How many motherfuckers is out here? Yeah. But we heard we but Justin Bieber was in deportation proceedings, right? Like Justin Bieber oh, yeah, was a big going to Canada. A, but also we don't give a fuck about Canadians, clearly. Right. <laughs> I mean it's no one just cares fuck y'all them. over there. Everybody's like <laughs> yeah. nobody fucks with that border, but they fuck with the south yeah. you know brown mexican border but yeah so like what happened to bieber right like he probably yeah. got perdon a perdon i'm not sure but he's not in deportation proceedings anymore yeah like how do you guys maybe two at least yeah right just you know people like yeah so it's just to me it was beautiful because again it was such an opportunity for us to be or to organize this and support mm-hmm. him and and talk about it and connect that also yeah. it's a black issue yeah. Right, They're like oh, of course he's not. Yo, black immigrants are in. I spent hella time with hella black folks in mm-hmm. detention. So what do you mean? Like of yeah. course. So it was a beautiful opportunity for organizers to really connect with other people about immigration. It was beautiful. Our homies held it down, and yeah, there was people who supported Jay Z. And I think right now, what I'm really excited about is getting to that campaign, getting to his um. 21 Savage and Mick Meals people mm-hmm. because we want to talk about Centoya Brown. We want to talk about what yeah. probation looks like for her. Like, you know, Mick Meal was in probation. Because that's coming up when? She gets released August 7th and she's going to be on probation Pretty for 10 soon. years. I think she's going to get released into like a kind of like a halfway home. I'm sure. Some yeah. sort of like. Yeah. But again, like, you know, 10 years of paying probation every day. Like you monthly have to pay for these fees. Mm-hmm. Right? Like. The, the, the trauma, we're not talking about the trauma support she's going to go. You know, we had Khalif Browder come home after three years and commit suicide. Oh, uh, that he was in documentary the same, is so sad. He was in the same violent-ass community that Jay-Z didn't take him out of. 
Right. Like Jay Z, Rosie O'Donnell, y'all could have just offered him a bomb ass job, put him in a in a health mental like a really nice one where the white people go <laughs> to yeah. learn to you know whatever. Yeah. But like nobody did these real concrete things, so I'm just scared for Centoya. And I and I'm not not scared because you know. She's, we're not going to be there for her, but I'm scared because the system is really fucked up and yeah. anything can put her back in there, right? Mm-hmm. If she misses a class, if she doesn't find a fucking job, whatever, right? So what do those conversations look like to be able to support and make sure we don't fail right. this person? And for me, I want to really talk to her legal team about, you know, what is that? What are the breakdowns of what she's going to owe? What does that restitution look like? Mm-hmm. I paid restitution for my DUIs. There was no victims there. That's what usually restitution is for, to pay the victims for what you've done. Oh, done. Wow. But restitution in Arizona can look like, and I can show you a paperwork. I have paperwork that says, like, restitution. I'm paying for prison construction. Like, 80% of that, 5000 I owed for each DUI was for prison construction. So I want to highlight that. That's what I want to yeah. talk about. How are we going to support her trauma, her body supports, her somatics? How are we going to fund that therapy? But also how are we going to make sure that her family and she doesn't have to worry about paying this bullshit fees to the system that fucked her up? Right. That literally took her 15 years, right? She's a grown-ass woman now and went in there as a fucking baby. Yeah. So that's what I'm really excited. And I want Meek Mill to talk about it because we threw down for Meek. Let's, th- let's make sure that Jay-Z throws down for Centoya Brown, too. Right. A person who's been, uh, like, affected by the patriarchy, human trafficking, right? The powers of, like, white supremacy and just how we, like, treat black women and girls. Yeah. And these oh. men that we've thrown down with, Meek Mill and 21 Savage, y'all got to throw down for Centoya. And y'all got to throw right. down for all black women and girls. Yeah. That's great that you say that because um, I feel like the whole movement right now, as far as, like, activism and stuff, it's mostly, like, women-led. And it's, like crazy because it's like the whole thing with women is just like like you said like nobody listens to women but it's just like their voices are like out there well, you know again, what I mean we're the ones that have been called brujas and witches right because right. we're challenging we're saying and nah. I'm just like myself learning like a lot because it's just like again we're not brought up little Mexican boys aren't brought up to mm-hmm. be like you know listen to you know your your sister or your cousin or your tia, your tia it's just like whatever ass. but you better listen to your mom but then, de comer. Make sure that they <laughs> cook you a plate and that you eat first. I remember then, growing up like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, every all the men eat first. Right. Fuck Make sure you're serving. Make sure you're serving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's and why he, I don't know how to cook. That's why I don't want to get married. You know what I'm saying? Because I was supposed to be cooking and right. been married already. Right. Right. And like, it's just really wild that also we're getting criminalized just for that. And yes, absolutely. Yeah. There's a rise in women and, 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 and women and girls just leading the movement. Like they're just women. at the forefront. And it's crazy because like a lot of people don't want to listen. And we've always been doing the work. Yeah, we do the work. Always. We do that work. We do the volunteer work. We do our mothering. We do all of that shit. We do our sisterhood work. All of that. Yeah. And that's what it is. The patriarchy is jealous of us that they can't create and fucking destroy like You're, we can. I, they will I totally never. agree with you. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to bring up too was the whole Cardi B thing, Ow. and her that live video that she came out with, because <laughs> yeah. that took me by a back because I was like tripping, and then I had one of my friends, uh, her name's Summer. So what was tripping to you? Uh, the live feed that she was just like being like, yeah, that's what I did. We did that, and then my friend Summer, she's like, yo, why are you posting all this stuff in your story? Like, like saying she's tripping. I was like, because that's wild. She's like. So it's not wild when, like, um, you listen to, like, men that say that stuff in their music. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then she just totally, like, not shut me down but because she was teaching me. And I was just like, you're right, dude. Like, that's totally, like, I mean, in the music. And, like, for me, I was like, 
thinking about it like that line between music and lyrics and fantasy and people telling stories as opposed to her being like yes this is what i actually did to survive like i did that like i think it just takes people totally like the wrong way and also y'all ain't ready for street bitches right like for and like women street to survival really act as like a patriarchal kind of being in a sense, yeah. right? Like taking so much fucking power and literally power. said that I took power over you, fool, right? Yeah. Like ne- never was there any, like she didn't rape him. She didn't kill him. She right. didn't hurt him. And then that statement that she came out with, she's like, everyone was consenting. I was like in relationships with these people. Like they knew like what was going on. And then what do you when, mean they knew that she was drugging them and stealing them? No, money? like oh. she knew like, they knew who I was. Like, I was a stripper oh. bitch. And she's like, I just did what the fuck I was going to do. If- I mean, come on. You about to f- pay me to fuck me. Right. And then, because me, I'm just like, well, why would she do that? And then I'm just like, <laughs> well, he is going to pay to have I sex with her. I love so. it. But it's so real, you know? People, yo. Yeah. Like, I was watching the Giselle Marie from the New York stripper strike. Mm-hmm. And she posted and was like, I'm fucking with Cardi B, you know? And I posted some shit that right. Bad Dominicana said too, you know? And right. Like, but it's like, but it's real. It's like, um, I think it was too real for me at the time because I'm just like, why would you go out and just like say that, yo? Like, I chill. I mean, no, literally, even because we, it's even totally me and my different. homies, I'm like, yo, she told everybody. <laughs> yeah, because it's different. I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, I'm like oh, why, yeah, is she, why is she telling our secrets? Nah, I know. But like, again, do you kind of get that though? Like, why I was like, what the fuck? Because well, when it comes to the music, I'm just like, uh, I don't even know if that's true. You could be telling your homeboy story. But at right. the same time, seeing someone But I mean, when do you like, know any of it is true, right? Exactly, again, these exactly. are personas on social media. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, but again, you're right. It's like, yo, like that bad Dominicana post I posted that said like, yo, men are out here getting super wild about this, you know, when like when they hear about rape yeah. and women being raped, they don't fucking give a fuck. You don't hear a peep out of them. Right. Right? So I think, I think it's, again... If it took you aback, you know, we just got a lot of patriarchy un- to undo. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just do. Again, and also understanding yeah. sex work and what that looks like. You know, sure. I probably wouldn't feel like this before I had done my work on supporting and opening up again my work to all people, right? And I think... Yeah, because um, sex work is a major thing that I think men in general are just like, that ain't work. And then we're just like... Well, it is because you go pay for it. Like you see, you pass by the 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 strip club; it's packed. What's in it? Like these are my and services, bro. Right? Like right, and like, I mean, there's everybody's even, like, in have there. You heard of a firm? Payment. You should totally follow a firm. A firm mm-hmm. is a dope. I want to say it's a Filipina based oh, cool. feminist group. They're in Hawaii, LA, everywhere, and these motherfuckers actually believe. And motherfuckers in a good way. Shout out to y'all. But um, they actually believe that sex work in itself, you can never make a choice about sex work. Like in this system of like misogyny and patriarchy, mm-hmm. you are not, you don't have control. Sex work is not like you're not making that choice. Yeah. So they actually don't really support sex work. Mm-hmm. But, which is probably the only thing that I also have like a little tug in war, which I'm like, well, also like we have a choice within this also, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what you going to tell Miss Major? Right. That her working work sex work, you know what I'm saying? Like, so right. it's like really difficult. But yeah. I can understand where they're saying because it's just like, yeah, like under this system, like I'm not truly making a choice. I'm surviving. Mm-hmm. I have to fucking fuck someone in order to get paid because of the power dynamic. Right. Right. So I get that. Um, but I just think like, yeah, like we just have a lot of work to do. All of us. It's all new. It's we've yeah. been conditioned to think in a certain way, you know. But again, it's like more beautiful where you to just do the fucking work and shut the fuck up and don't comment. Yeah. 
<laughs> just don't fucking comment. And I think that's and just the learn biggest and thing. listen, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, but also what I did too is like I looked through comments on like Giselle Marie's page, right? And like why she, like people and yo, people were going hard body getting like super like divided, like yo, I don't yeah. fuck with this, you know, like she's out here really premeditating to drug motherfuckers and like, you know, blah yeah. blah blah. Right. Um but yeah, yeah, it, it's difficult. Like, you know, I um it's it's difficult because I say because it's like the word drug, right? It's like you drug somebody. People die, right? Of yeah. being drugged, just, you know, but, yeah. you know. So that's where I think it gets really difficult and I just, you know, for people to 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 understand and all that. But yeah. I know that it's probably like, yeah, so a roofie type shit. Like shit that exactly. happens to us all the time. Shit that I, my grandma pops R2s <laughs> for, because that's actually like what they give you in, in the hospitals, right? Yeah. Like, so like she did shit that wasn't going to kill again. She wasn't, nobody died, nobody got killed. Like, it's still not the same as, you know, people try yeah. to say, like, surviving Cardi yeah. B, right? And, and like, bring the R. Kelly and the. For sure, for sure. The, the whole young girl thing. And, What's like. the other dude? Bill Cosby. Bill like, Cosby. Like, bro, she didn't, she didn't rape anybody. She actually, like, didn't even want to fuck him. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I posted it to my story because somebody put Bill Cosby's picture and Cardi's picture. But there was more behind that. <laughs> and uh, she's like. Dude, don't compare Cardi B to Bill Cosby. I'm like, damn, you're right again. And then it's just me learning and learning. And like, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing to take from anyone that's going to be doing like, like kind of like what I'm doing, you know, because putting my opinions out there because I want some feedback because I want to learn. Mm -hmm. And it, even the fact that I didn't even know that I was incorrect and assuming like she was wrong, mm -hmm. I was wrong because I was just like, she shouldn't be doing that. And at the same time, I'm like, my friend Summer put me on. She's like, man, do I don't that all see the time. a difference with a motherfucking bitch like me telling this dude, hey, I'm going to need $50 for that plan B. Right. And no. I already got a plan B. Yeah. Or I'm going to need them $560 for this abortion that I paid with my insurance. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I just done stole from your ass. Like, you know, there's reparations. Right. <laughs> right. Again, like Cardi for B. Sure. Right. This is the power dynamic. Again, people are just not understanding. Again, patriarchy. Everybody shout outs to my homies, Richie and Taina, who started a uh, Richie was in prisons and started doing what's called success stories, but started reading Bell Hooks book and started reading a lot of like patriarchy books and started really breaking down patriarchy mm -hmm. and started having workshops to teach men about patriarchy and misogyny and all that shit. Yeah. I and saw there's on a, your story that yes, you, the watch the documentary. Yeah, That's yeah, your yeah. first step to unlearning the patriarchy and being a better ally to black and brown women, right. and indigenous people. Um, but, um, yeah, again, it makes it really to understand what does a patriarchy actually mean, too, though, right? Does it consist of? And he breaks it down really well. And I think that's again, that's cool. actually, we're going to screen it. So if we can do something collective, that would be really dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. To, I want to bring them out. I know the producer, I, right? I know the, the actors, you know, not the actors, but mm -hmm. the, the people that played in the movie and that are still doing this work in LA. Um, super, super dope. But again, um, this could be unlearned, right? And you're doing that. And that's yeah. happening through conversations and through all of that shit, right? Social media is teaching us yeah. a lot of too, right? So I think, um, I think, yeah, I think it's all about, again, listening. Just like fucking racism, that can be unlearned too, you know? For real. It's just crazy. Like, I think people aren't taking the time to just be teachable. We're just like, okay. we're in that whole like mode. We're like, fuck it. You don't like it? Fuck it. Which is like, okay, I get it. But it's just like, is it right? Like inside your heart, are you you really you really think you're right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure 
90% of them would be like, no. If you put them in a room by themselves, answer the truth, they'd be like, or, no. Or probably still be yes, but because, again, they haven't seen other. Right. They haven't, they haven't seen other. They other. haven't heard other. They haven't. And I think the yeah. biggest thing is just like someone being connected to them and then exactly. like, you know, like their cousins or them having daughters. And then that's the whole like revelation too. I have two daughters and it's just like. Dude, I like I know, look, I have a little prima who be saying the N word and like she gets on my fucking nerves and I can't fucking stand her. Yeah. Uh, but I just be like, hey, <laughs> let's go out to dinner, right? Yeah, like dude. just like let me, like let me rap to you real me, quick. Yeah, let me no, and not even just rap, but let me just be in your life more so like this shit yeah. rubs off. Yeah. You know, because like all the other bad shit I used to do used to rub off. Yeah, even that kids I grew up with in high school like, said that like shit. We just like all that shit that don't look right or that feels illegal or like whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking know. But like I'm always telling my homies, I'm like. Growing up, I was with my homies like, homegirls, why did y'all learn this shit from me mm-hmm. and not the good shit? Like, or like the shit that I thought was like healthier, right? Right. But, um, but yeah, so it's like, again, just uh, being as receivers and as learners and as teachers, right? Like, right. Being patient. I was there. I used to say, like, no, no abortions, only if you get raped. What does that mean? Yeah. Right? Like, so it's all about, again, learning and like making sure you're not, yeah, yeah, not being stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Going back to your prima, <laughs> how old is she? Oh, I'm not sure, but if she's I say in it, her teens, if I say it, no, you don't have. They to. don't know who it is. You can say like in her teenagers <laughs> or whatever. No, she's but, in her twenties. Okay, <laughs> that's so whack, dude. Because even when I was growing up, and I graduated what one, so from what ninety six, ninety seven, even those four years, I had brown homies that would say that, and I'm like. I, I mean, my cousin still that, does, and like, but like, his black homies are like cool with it, right? Again, right, and like, like that these whole... black folks haven't really been like, actually, not, nah, bro. That's a term. That's whatever, whatever, or whatever, you know. And some people may still know and still whatever use it. Mm-hmm. So like, my primo's giving permission by black folks. Like that's yeah. all a thing, you know. So mm-hmm. like, all of these are our reality. So it's just again about leading by example and by be integrating yeah. our our people. That are out yeah. there like zombie like into like our social justice shit, yeah. right? Which is that's why it's my goal to get an FM station to start being more that's billboards happen, and FMs. Like you know, we keep talking to each other on podcasts to the choir and all that shit. We need yeah. to get this shit out to the mainstream. Like when I listen to the fucking ninety eight point three of the radio, and I'm like, yo, this is what we listening to. It's trash. No puedo creerlo. You know, <laughs> and it's just like, how do we get like little fifty minute spot? Yeah. How do we start like? And I, even then, they're so robotic. They're like, okay, and then yeah, blah, blah, blah. They like don't you know really what I mean? talk I'm about anything. Like, Real. This is so wild. I was like, I want my shit. Like, and they like to like bring up, you know, like Kardashian news or like celebrity just news. Dumb shit that keeps us dumb. And it and keeps like, us hella ugh. dumb. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, we just gotta be consistent and stay out here. Make sure that 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 people know that we out here. That yeah. we give a fuck about people. The one thing that I do want to say before we get off is that like I came back with some new ideas from this like climbing skill training. Mm-hmm. I was climbing poles and ropes yeah, to drop banners that. and stuff like crazy. that. But um, also, what does it look like to literally like drop a huge banner somewhere that can be stuck somewhere for a long time and like in front of the in front of prisons mm-hmm. with just messages? Like, I don't need to target Chevron or target ICE or target the police. I just want to talk to our communities in there and just let them know with a big, huge banner that says, "We are fighting for you." There's yeah. two million of you in there. We want to abolish all prisons. No matter what you did, you deserve 
another way, right? Just mm-hmm. kind of like let them know what we're doing too. Cause like it's like, is it worth it when they don't know we're fighting for them? Cause I know that when I go into prisons and do work inside prisons, they're like, yo, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And they got, they smiled and they were like, there's hope and like, I'm gonna come out. And like, so we need to let them know we out here, you know? For and sure. like, there's not enough of us doing work inside of prisons and shit. And it's a new thing that we're talking about mass incarceration. So like, learning that I can climb somewhere and drop banners and if I can just go talk to my homies inside, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's, that's what really, like, making me fool these past, like, few days and just being, like, I'm going to get to talk to all the two million people yeah. through this new skill. That I I've really hope that like, FM climbing. thing, like, comes to life pretty soon. That'd be dope. Because imagine, like, they can capture our FM and Eloy. We had radios. Yeah. Oh, shit, they took the radios away. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, shit. You know what happened? They took them away because... They, somebody swallowed batteries. That's how much attention people oh, are trying to find. They were swallowed yeah. batteries to get attention and get out of the detention center. I'm sure that happens Or for a whatever lot. reasons. But then what they do is they take it away from everybody. Yo, like they also just happened yeah, to one person. Now, like, now we don't even have music? Yeah. Wow. You That's literally stupid. want us to be dead, you know? Yeah. But anyways. Like um, the one thing that could yeah, keep them sane for the day. we don't have anymore. Damn, that's whack. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Yeah. But. But there's I, Bounce TV. We gotta get into the balance yeah. TV then. <laughs> yeah, for real. They have TVs in there though, right? Yeah. It's just not just extensive with TV, the channel. So it's like one Spanish, one English, and one sports. Right. Because the patriarchy still thrives for in sure. prisons. Yeah. I'm like, my ass benefited too. I used to watch English and sports because I was in a pod full of Spanish speaking people. Uh-huh. So all they watch was the novelas. For sure. Nadie en más. Nadie en más. So I'd just be watching flipping back from like the NC Ma- then, Ma- March Madness to fucking. And some football, soccer. Nothing. It was back then when I used to watch sports. I don't watch sports at all anymore. Me neither. All, it's all bullshit. But um, yeah, I used to be yeah. mad watching sports and, you know. But um, but yeah, they yeah. have them assigned and they're just community TV. So yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't watch anything as far as sports, dude. Yeah, but let's do this. Let's try to create a plan and build a collective of folks, pull our money, get some studio time too, right? Like all this for shit. Sure. Is, let's, let's throw down and let's get a FM station for sure. Yeah. Even if it's late night, yo. Yeah. As long as it's on FM. That's major. Mm-hmm. That's hella major. And we're being the analogs. Even Trump takes, you know, starts martial law, takes our Wi-Fi away because that's what he wants to do. <laughs> We imagine? still be out here in the in the analogs, you know. I can't imagine. And that. then you you good because you stereo cholo. If you got an, an stereos, <laughs> you know, don't throw them away. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Make sure you're ready for martial law. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that, dude. It's real. It's gonna um, happen. Yeah, dude. But That's what we need to wake. Do you up. have anything coming up? Like, you want to let people Ooh. know, like events or uh, where are you going next? Yeah, I mean, I know I'm you're gonna, always going somewhere. Yeah, thank you. I'm gonna be partying a little bit, but oh, yeah, I am definitely going to December fifteenth. I'm going to DC. Like I said, I was gonna. Like I said, I was gonna be in DC from the fifteenth through the nineteenth. There's uh-huh. a comedy fundraiser gonna be there for me in Virginia, so that's dope. Cool. And then there's gonna be some lobbying happening. I'm gonna be on a justice panel. And yeah, going to be talking about the 96 laws and how to dismantle them and break them, uh, break them apart and down and shit. So I'll be doing that. I'm also, again, working on the Abolish Eyes podcast tour that I'll be um, letting that people know cool. about that. I know. I'm so excited yeah. about that. Um, the fellowship is is through the formerly, the National Council for Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, there's a bunch of us. I think it was around 10 of us that got $20,000 to support our projects. And, our, and there are projects that are going to support criminalization um, and obviously shift the narrative on around incarceration and hopefully decarcerate so yeah i'm excited about that and um yeah just uh keeping on sharing my story i'm writing a play with a production company um shout outs to donkey saddle productions that are gonna really really be working with me and um working on my writing and we're gonna uh, be working all year long to do 
to tell a story about um, immigration incarceration through a documentary play. That's cool. So I've been doing a lot of writing. So like that's some what Hamilton I'm working vibes. On. Yeah, super lit. I'm really excited about this piece. Super excited to work with uh, a black woman on my writing and have that support from them. And yeah, so all that year I'm going to be doing some of that. Um, I applied, you know, I've been applying at some fellowships and just trying to like get more money to fund all of my yeah, projects, for sure. but just, you know, really working on the campaign, you know, you know, keep Ale free is ongoing. Um, there's, you know, we're still uh, strategizing around the pardon. Uh, you know, even though Ducey's probably not going to give me a pardon because of my multiple identities and especially my abortion advocacy, um, it's still going to happen. You know, we're still yeah. fundraising um, for that because it's really expensive. So my fundraising campaign is not just the legal fees and the legal, Things that have to happen, like the clemency board, the trial, the investigations, all of that. But it's also like the organizing, like fundraising, uh, the money that's going to take me to share my story across the country. Right. Um, mobilizing for flights, maybe paying people for flights coming out outside of the country for like the clemency board trial or whatever. Right. right? Like all of that. Like just so, so much stuff. Right. So you know, we were in the we're in the fundraising phase right now, where homies are just throwing down, building fundraisers. Um, yeah. It's crazy <laughs> how we have to. Arizona needs to throw down and create one. Yeah, um, for real. But you know, they've been happening everywhere, and like people. And and shout out to my homies in LA, y'all. They also did a fundraiser, like a uh, the longest brunch fundraiser I've ever been a part of. It was took seven hours for us to be done with our fundraiser because we Damn. were all partying. But the money that they fundraised and gave me that day, yo, uh, it, they were like, nah, and it's not for your legal fees. Fuck the system. Mm-hmm. We don't want our money to go there. We want it to go to you, to your nails, to your your birth control, right? Like just like. Shout out to everybody for supporting and me supporting me for being who I am. Like I do talk about unapologetically about sustaining the life that I was living before it got interrupted. So that mm-hmm. does include getting my nails done. And yeah, my nails are like fifty dollars a pop. Right. But like, why shouldn't I still be doing that? Right. Right. Like, um, so I think that justice is just about that, making sure that we keep living um the life that we were living before like ice fucked it up or the police or whatever. So yeah. I'm just really, really in awe of my homies who keep um assuring that I'm living my best. That's good. Beautiful as Fine life. I mean, <laughs> our our time on this world is short. Not a lot of people think that way, but yeah. it's crazy. Like we do. Yeah. You know, another thing that sucks too is like a lot of the things that we want funded or just like things that happen in our lives. It's kind of like we're all funding ourselves as a people. They're we're, like, there's a GoFundMe for yep, funerals. For there's a GoFundMe for medical procedures. I love it. There's a GoFundMe like. Porque it's why? Crazy. Talk less. If you if y'all are annoyed by that right community let's just talk to our community right yeah. now if y'all hate that then also start pressuring the government to do this because like right. we're doing this because there is no other there's no other way. nobody's doing it for us right right like we shouldn't have to pay for our and abortions. doing it through the patriarchy and capitalism and exactly takes way too long exactly like we shouldn't be ha- we shouldn't be paying for abortions period because you know what there's still not a livable wage you know yeah. like people can't afford children Right. So until you get your shit together and stop paying us a livable wage, then you can maybe tell me not to have right. a fucking baby. The whole healthcare right? thing like, too. Right. Like until there, I, I'm, I'm working for a life where I don't have to think about having an abortion. Right. But that's not here. Yeah. I, my body is still under control of the state. So I have to think about that. And I have yeah. to make sure that abortion stay accessible, legal um, and, and safe. Right. For yeah. everybody, for all working people, because, yo, no, nothing's going up for us. Our wages are not going up, but everything else is. Everything else is. You're right. So I wanted to ask you one quick thing. Do you follow any type of like, um, well, I know you follow politic type shit, but do you know of this guy named Andrew Yang? He's running for president. Andrew Yang? Yeah. No. He's an Asian man. Word. But he's a American citizen, whatever. He uh, 
always says like my parents were immigrants who came here to get a better life that's what i want to give everyone else he's pro-immigrant from what i've heard so far and to me he like has this whole major plan that's unlike any other plan that you've heard before or in recent times because he um he wants to do this thing called a universal basic income and he wants you and everyone to have at least a thousand dollars a month paid by the government by uh, taxing these companies like Amazon. Yeah. So his plan to get that money is taxing the huge corporations, which pay no taxes. So he's not going to become president. (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy because all of his, everything that he's been saying, it's just like, right. I think he's registered as a Democrat, but I've just been like hella like into a lot of the things he's saying lately. So I don't know if you want to check him out. Yeah. Yeah, Because it's just like what president comes out and just like, yes, I, he literally said, I want immigrants to stay here. Like they're the ones that are doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I'm definitely going to be following. Do they have an Instagram? Instagram? Um, Yeah. I think it's just, I think if you just like hashtag Andrew Yang or whatever, you'll find it. You're right. I just hashtag, you can hashtag anything. I love it. (laughs) I know for real. But anyways, I wanted to thank you so much for coming by and dropping like tons of knowledge yeah. on this podcast because Lord knows we all need it. All this, all the dudes out there, we totally need it. Mm-hmm. Myself, I need it. Yay. You know, but that's the first step is just admitting that you need it, you know? Yeah. And, and hella props to you for everything that you're doing because I can't even imagine like the mental like stress that you undertake every day. So I don't know. Thank you so much for coming. Where can oh, people yes, yes. follow you at? Yeah, thanks for asking that. And thank you for saying those words. For sure. um, thank you for bringing me. I had a dope also conversation with you. But folks can definitely follow. Just sign up to also to the website, y'all, uh, free, keepalefree.org, um, just to get any updates, keep up with the campaign. Um, but also on my Instagram, sorale, S-O-R underscore underscore A-L-E. Um, and, it's, and Twitter, Ale La Plebe. So y'all can find me there. Yeah. Um, Definitely I'm follow also her on LinkedIn. Twitter. On LinkedIn? Professional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I, that's something I still have to do, too. I got to get on LinkedIn to be yeah. to be legit. So, yeah, follow me. I talk back. DM me. Send me words yeah, of encouragement. That's good. I'm glad that you say that because so many people, like, they're, like, anti-engagement because they're just, like, you follow me. I don't follow you. Mm, I don't really care what yeah. you have to say. I may not follow you back, but no, I'm definitely going to talk to you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. At least like no, I follow everybody. an if emoji. You see, literally, if you something. see mine, I have like oh. my ratio from following to followers is yeah. pretty like steady. Yeah. I'm not no elitist sure. ass bitch. Yeah. I'm not a right. socialite light, socialite yet. So right. I'm still following people back. But nah, cool. talk to me. Yeah. I feel like I get a lot of like. Yeah, reach out to her. a lot of energy from people and, like, you know, always sharing the funds. I I am actually... Oh, I'm sorry not to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I'm actually um, fundraising for our local Tucson Abortion Fund. The Tucson Abortion Support Collective is is made up of uh, abortion doulas, uh, women who just support people who are are needing to interrupt a pregnancy or just even support their other babies or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like, we're here to support... uh, women and people making these decisions and we want to actually fund so so we know that abortions are not paid for by our taxes not even you know people who have access especially if you're on like government insurance they will never pay for that so when people say i don't want my taxes to be paying for it like they actually don't right. so we have to fund abortions that's why we're funding we're funding and building power through that but yeah i have a small fundraiser so go to my instagram now y'all just donate anything you can then i'm gonna be fundraising yeah till the summer so um, cool. follow follow task, which is on Instagram. 
Um, they're on Instagram. And yeah, the work that they're doing, there's going to be a, like a training for doulas too. If you don't know what a doula is, is a doula is kind of like a, a support person. Very important person. Super important is that it depends on if you're a full spectrum or not, but there could be like an abortion doula or they could be like postpartum doulas, but it's basically like you're a liaison to the healthcare system, to delivering your baby or whatever. I know that moms that have had babies really say like that their decisions haven't been respected when they're in the hospital, but a doula no. can actually replace like totally. really like, like support in that way yeah but anyways i i you know i love doulas and i'm gonna become one and um we gotta just support these women that do this for free right do this work for free so they're having a game a thon april uh, i forget i'll share it yeah <laughs> um sure. and we can share it yeah april i share something. a lot of your stuff anyways like on the story yeah and they're gonna um have that so yeah so support come out um uh and follow them and yeah let's fund reproductive justice so you killed it dude yay Thank you. All right, y'all. <laughs> well, Chinga that was la it. For sure. Chinga la migra. I still got your shirt, by the way. Oh, I'm yeah. What shirt is that? It's the what gray does it one. Say? It does say Chinga la migra on it. Okay. Can but I buy another one? Uh, sure. My cousin's going to Coachella with me. Oh, El va, va, va ponerse for the tucanes. Perfect. Okay. He's gonna, he wants to wear Chinga la migra. He Great. would love that. Great. So let me ask him. Yeah, him for do, sure. Do you have it physically or he yeah. needs to order it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have oh, yeah, dude. I, I got uh, it. That's all in-house. I think he's large. So that was episode three of Cholo Stereo. Thank you for for listening. I hope you guys gained a lot of knowledge from this podcast. And I just want to thank you one more time for coming out. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. For this meantime, it was Cholex Radio. Right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Peace, yo. Fuck that.